0: Blog Talk Radio.
1: Hello there. Did you know that May is American Stroke Month? Well, it is, and we here at RTU are asking you sometime during the month of May to go to strokeassociation.org and educate yourself. Why is American Stroke Month important? Well, did you know that every 40 seconds someone has a stroke? Did you know that one out of six people will suffer a stroke in his or her lifetime? Did you know that stroke is the leading cause of disability in the United States? Did you know it's the number five cause of death in the United States? We need to make more and more people aware that stroke threatens millions of American lives, young and old, male and female, from every background. And at the same time, stroke is largely preventable, treatable, and beatable. Every May, the American Heart Association with the American Stroke Association Recognize American Stroke Month by rallying the nation around the cause because together we can end stroke. So go to StrokeAssociation.org and learn how to become what's called a stroke hero. Learn the signs. Learn how to recognize the signs. Learn how to be a prevention method yourself. You could be the difference between life and death, between full recovery and permanent disability. Go to StrokeAssociation.org and educate yourself about it. It's important, folks. It really is. Take a second and go do it. Okay, now time for Ready to Unload with Cal and Sam Pete.
0: Good evening, ladies and gentlemen.
2: <laughs> We're tonight's entertainment. Hold the phone. Hey, brother. <laughs> this serious. We could
0: make you delirious. Delirious.
1: Just a bit outside. just got to stop, man. We keep having the same conversation. <laughs> New York Sports Talk Podcast, coming to you live from Comac, New York, Bayside, New York, and Freehold, New Jersey. It's Thursday night. It is 10 p.m. It is time for Ready to Unload with Count Sam Pete. Hi. I'm one of your hosts, Sam Pete. We are going to talk New York sports. It's going to be great. I promise. But we're not going to talk that much New York sports. Because we're kind of burned out on it, not going to lie to you. This is episode number 231, and we're going to talk about uh, actually whatever comes to mind. I mean, a little New York sports, there's the Mets, the Yankees, the Rangers, advancing in the playoffs. Who ever thought we would say that the Jets are our most stable franchise, making us the happiest right now? We're going to get to all of that, but we have some other things to talk about with the Bishop Pop Culture, Pete Cop Culture, KJ? I think, I think, I said something filthy in there. Feels like I did. Uh, it is time for ready to unload with Calvin and Stampede, number two hundred
0: thirty-one. You guys,
1: Hi. Uh, get a cup of coffee, grab an adult beverage, whatever it is you want to do. I cannot adult beverage it tonight for episode two hundred thirty-one because I'm uh, I'm here with the children. The wife is away on a business trip, and I uh, I have the two boys. So I have uh, one monitor set up that has the show, the studio on Blog Talk Radio. Then I, of course, have uh, Uvu, which is not working right now. Good job by Uvu. And Skype, which is not working right now either, so I don't have Cal quite yet. And uh, I have two uh, baby monitors watching the two little people sleep. I may be called away at any time. The 21-month-old is temperamental at best. I'm told most of them are. Hi, welcome to the program. I'm Steve San Pietro, one of your hosts for the podcast. Cal, will be here shortly, I hope. I am being told I've been told uh PJ, come on in here. Well, let's not let's not waste any time. Get in here, Peach. Come on, get in. Come on, Peach, get in here. PJ <laughs>
3: From the
2: Coffee House in Freehold, New Jersey.
1: (laughs) How you doing, everyone? Wow. That was uh, PJ. Good job by him. Uh, I think he'll be doing an open mic at uh, the Tomato Can. You
2: just (laughs) got to go about your business over there. I'll just be playing in the background. You want to listen to some songs? That's cool. If not, you want to talk over them? That's cool.
1: Every folk singer ever. this one's, one's called, first I only gig. know
3: two chords. This one's called C to D.
1: And it's awesome. <laughs> What's up, dude? Thank wow, you. live music tonight. You are really making up for the fact that we are having technical difficulties and Cal is is not a veil. Right. It's uh, like a
2: live instrument for the first time ever. Yeah, on, the, right. on a night where we're having technical issues.
1: And you know what let's Why do not? It. when we when we've just been told by blog talk radio that what we're trying to do with Skype what we do every week yeah we can't yeah. do that anymore
2: Well it's over uh, it's the end of an era
1: I uh, literally Teresa's laptop my wife is away on a business trip she has her laptop with her she needed it has a grandfathered or grandmothered let's it's equal opportunity uh version of Skype we've never updated or upgraded. Oh, right? the golden so we, version. So we still have a pre-Microsoft buy of Skype. Oh, yeah. And so I've just been told by uh, by the help desk for, um, for Blog Talk Radio, who, by the way, I must say, we've been dealing with them for five years, they're always lovely. Um, And, and uh, my particular... No, seriously. My particular support operator uh, was lovely. She was. Yeah. However... She has made me aware that uh, since Microsoft bought Skype, they removed this option now i I can tell you I know exactly what it is. it doesn't recognize blog this is thrilling podcasting it doesn't recognize That's blog right. talk radio the the skype handle it won't recognize it as one of your contacts, so you can't start a group chat with it oh. And beat and the, oh, no. the Skype handle never accepts you as a buddy. It's never accepting. Which, frankly, hurts. I feel Inside like. like mean, baseball. We've, we've been in this relationship. <laughs> not even. We've been in this relationship <laughs> for a long time, Skype and I and Cal.
2: It's got to hurt and, a little bit.
1: And you. You know what we should do? We should call Cal.
2: It's like when you see your prom date at the mall a year later and she sure. acts like she doesn't recognize you.
1: And she acts like who are you? Yeah. Like I've never even seen you before. Right. That's wait, did that happen to you though?
2: <laughs> what? No.
1: Did that happen I to you? I married
2: my prom date.
0: That's different.
1: <laughs> oh, nice for you. Hey, let's call we're calling Cal. Let's All call right. him up. I I went right you. (laughs) Cal You went to the prom with Tina?
2: You know what? The less we say about that, the better.
1: (laughs) That sounded very much like a sitcom, too. I can't believe you went to prom (laughs) with Tina. Is he
2: he in the bathroom? (laughs) Cal?
1: That's great. He's not taking our calls either. Yeah, we are going to get voices out.
2: Fantastic. How would you like to be in the bathroom and hear the cow robot outside the door? Kel.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I love that it's the cow robot. (laughs) (laughs) Like, is even the female cow robot voice like a female cow robot? Yeah, it's like
2: an ex machina. uh, Cow
1: There he is. There she is. Well, here he is. I think he's here. Hi, Bri. says he's here.
0: You think he's here.
1: (laughs) He's really making an entrance.
2: Cal? You know what? The horses might have gotten spooked. They pulled his chariot in the wrong direction.
1: Okay. Oh I just got a I just got a message from. him. He said he'll be right there.
2: Has he locked himself in the bathroom? Is it gonna be one of these nights?
1: No, I think I think uh I think one of the little people is not feeling well. One of his little, little people like Peter Dicklich? <laughs> <laughs> no. Not. How dare you? Wow, I don't think I don't know I think we just I we lost a think. huge part of the audience right there.
0: Did we?
2: Yeah,
1: I, I don't. I don't think you can say that.
2: The Peter Dinklage deniers
1: club. What? That's <laughs> right. <laughs> no, little people under the rainbow. My one of my favorite underrated Chevy Chase movies. Remember we talked is about that, that. Is that
2: phrase also uh, off the table? I didn't realize.
1: I believe it is.
3: <laughs> Feeling like it is.
2: Did you know? Speaking of uh, being offensive and not knowing it. Did you know that when uh Brad Garrett started stand up he did his uh Bill Cosby voice in in, uh, in blackface? He started well, we, out
1: play- We may need we may need to dedicate an episode to this one. <laughs> First of all, let's let's unpack that that whole that whole story there. First of all, all right. you're telling me Brad Garrett started in stand up?
2: Sure, he was a hot stand-up comedian. Opened for Sinatra. Played Vegas.
1: <laughs> that, my friend, does not make you a hot stand-up comedian. He was that's in demand. Fairly. He was. It depends on the phase of Sinatra. That's first of all. Second of all, all I right. Mean, if the you early got, '80s oh, phase.
2: The early 1980s right. phase of Sinatra.
1: Well, that's something. Yeah. Okay, I did not know that. I can't envision. Okay. Brad Garrett doing stand-up. Although I guess it makes sense. Oh, like he did, did
2: very good stand-up. I can't... Really? Funny facial impressions, vocal impressions. He did Jimmy Walker. He did Bill Cosby. Jimmy Walker? He did... <laughs> he
3: Brad did Garrett. Another,
2: another one he did in blackface. But, when he was very young.
0: Very well, young. But he weird. admits
2: that he, you know, he just didn't know that that was completely offensive.
0: How did he I guess
2: he he, he played Bar Mitzvah.
1: I cannot believe he escaped that. I can't believe that.
2: Well, because he was so so completely young, like college but, age young.
1: Still, that well, and of course it's pre Twitter and pre Facebook and pre cell phones and
2: pre everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Boy, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you would think that one would would follow you down. I can't believe he did stand. I I mean, I guess I can see it because of all the facial stuff that like he's such a ham actor. Yeah. And I've seen him do good work. Not that everybody l- loves loves Raymond. Everybody loves Raymond. Lerf. Lerf. <laughs> everybody loves Raymond. <laughs> no, not that everybody loves Raymond wasn't, you know, good fine sitcom acting. Um but he, I I just see a ham guy.
2: He's
1: a tremendous Herman Munster. Well, he's, he is Herman Munster.
2: Yeah, he just. He, he just
1: if everybody loves Raymond, if everybody loves Raymond was made in the '60s, Fred Gwynn would have played
2: the brother. He, he would have. He would have been Robert. Yeah, that's true.
1: Hey, there you go. Who plays? Okay, we're casting. Everybody loves Raymond in the '60s. Who's <laughs> who's, who's Raymond? Who's the stand-up comedian that you put in that spot?
2: Mort all it,
1: No, it's it, no. I'm. You know who it is? Let's see who it's it is. Carlin.
2: Oh, pre-beard.
1: Pre-pre hippie yeah, Carlin. pre hippie Carlin. Sure, he can it's, do that. It's sure. 1962 Carlin, like clean-cut Carlin. Mm-hmm. Although he's not—he's not, he's not married with the kids at that time. You got to get a comedian sure. that's kind of married with the kids. We, we got Fred Gwynn. He's locked up. We're great. We're in, Who plays we're in great. We're in great shape there.
2: I think I think Al Lewis can still play grandpa. Al,
1: Lewis, yeah, Al Lewis is is uh, he's sticking around because <laughs> he's going to do we, you know he's going to do the Peter Boyle part and it'll be perfect. Um, boy, <laughs> this is a terrible sitcom we're making. Well, Brad Garrett in blackface, great place to start the show. Um, how are you, Peach? Good to see you. <laughs> um, we're, we're, we're going to be joined by Cal in a couple of minutes and we do have a little sports to talk about tonight but uh, I got to warn you Page. Cal is burnt
2: he, he is doesn't want to talk for hours he, about deflate gate
1: he is toasty on sports no if there's anything we're going to talk about it's like something like that because you can kind of jump the, in
2: how awesome uh, I, only, I, I saw 30 seconds of it the uh the Oberman
1: thing I didn't the, see uh, it. I didn't Overman. Tom Brady fire your agent? No, I didn't catch that. Oh. And you know me, I'm an I'm an Oberman guy. And and <laughs> I I just I haven't consumed much sports this week. Oh, I did. really haven't.
2: I didn't know they had let him back on the air. But
1: Oh, yeah, no no no. He started that show a while ago and it's usually at like 5 or 5:30 or they pitch it to you at night. And um yeah. PJ, I love that show. I am I, one of, like, eight Americans that likes him. <laughs> or I shouldn't say I likes him. I just, no. I'm not, in. people are enraged, like, they hate his guts, like, he's so smug and this and that. I don't think so. I think a lot of times he's kind of spot on. But I guess I, I like Newsroom, too. So, there you go.
2: Right. <laughs> and what are the chances like- that, portions of newsroom were based on Oberman I couldn't say all of them I could not well, say
1: The great thing is is Oberman is so um modest and humble about that when he reminds everybody that Aaron Sorkin has based not one but two shows on him Because sure. Sports right. Sports Sports Night was was on him too was based on him too I uh, the uh, the Peter Krausek character in Sports Night was based on him, too. Um, but, and like I just
2: Sports Night. It's a comedy that's too smart to be funny. <laughs> it's a brilliant family guy joke. E-
1: exactly. <laughs> that's
2: right. Do you I remember that, that when, when they're licking the toads? Everyone in town is licking the toad to illustrate yes. And suddenly the one guy said, now I understand Sports
1: Night. Oh, I get it.
2: It's a comedy that's too smart to be funny. Funny.
1: Did you watch Sports Night at the time? Yeah. Yeah, okay. so did I, and I thought it was amazing, tremendously. Un- this is something that I want to talk about later on in the show when we do have Cal. And it's it's you know what's funny, related, but it's TV show related. It's it's I I can't wait to have this conversation with you guys.
2: I bet that what brought you to Sports Night was completely different than what brought me to Sports Night.
1: Ooh. Interesting. What
2: got you to watch the what got you to watch Sports Night?
1: Honestly, Sorkin. Okay. Only because was his, like, I was so I into agree? the and I we had done a few good men in college as mm-hmm. a play. So I knew him as a as this writer. You wanted to get
0: so, me
2: to
3: watch Sports Night. <laughs> oh
1: boy. Do I?
2: <laughs> I was I, I was so excited that Robert Guillaume was back on That's TV. It.
1: it was Benson. <laughs> I
2: was like, "Oh my God, it's Benson!"
1: And at the end of it, it all, it was Benson.
2: And it was Benson.
0: <laughs>
2: and I, I literally tuned in to see what Benson was doing.
1: I I think there was a Josh Charles interest for me as well, having never really recovered. Well, Knox Overstreet street from Dead Poets. You have to have uh, this because I, I do.
2: I didn't know I I didn't do the facial recognition on that at all. No. all
1: right, but you have to have this because I do. You tell me you don't. Let me think of the best way to phrase this. There's got to be... Take take your time. There's got to be... Want me to get the
2: guitar again? Hold on. I'll give you some thinking music.
1: I know for a fact that there are movies that you saw in the... I'll probably... I'll say starting with the 80s. Although for you... You you know you're you're a little more savvy than the average eight year old. It might have been the seventies, um, and definitely into the nineties, where like a small character in a movie you just loved and you looked for that actor again. Oh sure, I have I have three like really pronounced ones, and they're all men. <laughs> Not sure what that says about me and the, And these are not I think the the fun part is if they go on to sort of be famous
2: well, I got but, one that we've talked about before
1: Oh, okay, well, Josh Charles is definitely one of mine from Dead Poets
0: okay
1: He was like a that guy in that movie as Knox Overstreet, and for some reason I latched onto to that actor, and so when mm-hmm. i saw, and i and then you didn't see him in anything right, and then when I saw him in he was gonna be in sports night i saw like one of the promos or whatever i was like oh, there he is i'm in and it's sorkin i'm totally in and it's about sports i'm completely in so josh charles was a a latch shall we call them latchkey actors uh he was a latchkey he was a well why not why can't i do that well, i don't know <laughs> sound upset don't by it. it if you must i'm gonna get out the <laughs> guitar Uh, He was a latchkey actor for me, big time. Taylor Negron for me. Right. Taylor Negron.
2: He was just... Saw him once, saw him twice, and then all of a sudden it was like, wait a minute. I bet you everything this guy ever does is cool.
1: (laughs) But did you... But see, I may have to call Bullshnikey Well, no, that's a little severe. I may have to say he's not a latchkey actor. He's a that-guy actor, and that is you didn't see him in, like, a trailer. He's never going to be in the trailer. When you saw him in the movie, you were like, oh, I'm in good hands. That's a different kind of actor than I'm talking about. I'm talking about, like, like the guy you see later, like in a big project, like maybe on a series or in a movie that where he's like featured, and you're like, oh, that's I haven't seen him in forever. I was been waiting for him to get something.
0: Mmm. Uh, a, oh, a, well, a Josh. Was Neil, Charles. That
1: was
2: Neil Patrick Harris for a little bit. Hey, but he reappeared after after the, you know the disappearance after Doogie.
1: That might be the all time. That might be the all time.
2: Right, he, he pops up in the uh, what was the space flick, the the Paul Verhoeven space flick,
1: Starship Troopers. Yeah, yeah, which is like, every, it was, uh, was that with, and, he, and he's in it with uh, who's in that movie? Is it Vanderbeek? Not Vanderbeek. Um, oh man, Cal is Cal is calling in in a moment, buddy. Uh, so he's gonna he's gonna join this. We'll have to get him up to speed. But who's in that? What's his name? It's not Vanderbeek, is it? No, no. no. it's, uh, it's, uh, uh yeah. Dawson's Creek, no. it's Van Vander- Who's the other guy then? <laughs> it's not Paul Walker, Well, there's
0: is Bu- it?
2: Busey's in it.
1: Jake Busey. Yeah. The son. <laughs> Casper Van Dien. Casper Van Dien, that's it. That's the guy. Okay, Whew. boy, I Johnny a, Rico, Johnny Rico, and what's her uh, what's her name? Uh, Denise Richards, right?
2: Denise Richards, awful, awful.
1: Yeah, terrible, terrible actress. <laughs> Sorry, um,
2: Richards, we, so we love you, but
1: man, Doogie is a Doogie is a great Latchkey actor. I like that. We didn't. See, he was on Doogie House, You didn't see him for years. Right. Um, so okay, <laughs> I like that one. And now all of a sudden he's he's. He's huge. And he's he's not even Neil Patrick Harris anymore. He's NPH.
2: He's NPH. Yeah, he's gone straight to uh He's gone straight to initials.
1: <laughs>
2: that's like stupid. that's just stratosphere superstar. Yeah.
1: He's gone straight to initials. Let's uh let's welcome in the co host of the program. He's uh, he's here. Must we? Yes. Wow. He can hear you, by the way.
2: <laughs> PJ, he's right he's right he's behind He's right you. behind me, isn't he?
1: He's standing right behind you. Hi, Frank. You might be wondering why my pants are around my ankles and I'm wearing a nothing but a Daisy Lay. Funny story. Uh, here he is, Mr. Brian Carpino. Caliente. Hi, Brian. Hi, PJ. <laughs> <coughs>
2: oh, oh. uh... Hi, Cal. We were just talking about you.
1: <laughs> well, this is awkward. Grabs the popcorn.
2: Casper Van Deen.
1: Overrated, Van Dien.
2: underrated, or solid? Oof. Uh, um, Activity <laughs> Act-
3: or looks? <laughs> we
2: Look want to know just and
1: how. And acting, zero. <laughs> <laughs> how are you, buddy? How's, the, how's the, the kid? Kids okay? Good. Yeah, good. Good. How's
3: it going over there? You know, it's funny when you called the first time and I didn't pick up. I listened to about four minutes of the show on my voicemail, <laughs> so I heard the whole Brad Garrett situation, yes,
1: as it came to be known.
3: Right. I can't uh, believe you didn't know Brad Garrett was a stand-up comedian. I really didn't.
1: I mean, maybe I'd heard it somewhere, but it it definitely floated out of there.
3: I actually I find d- that hard to believe.
1: So, so you're saying I'm lying? No. The implication no, I'm there is that I'm you lying.
0: A lot <laughs> difficult to believe.
1: I, um, no, and I, and I can honestly say, Brian, I don't think I've ever seen him do stand up. Like, I'm, I don't remember a clip. I don't remember, like, a young comedian special. And I watched a lot of stand up.
3: You did? That's and true. I can't
1: remember a damn thing.
3: Hmm.
1: A damn thing. If only
3: there were a way to find old That's clips it. of only comedians performing. You know,
1: that were, that were on the tube.
3: And you could go look them up,
1: and you could do it. It's called MeTub. What? What's uh, What's up, buddy? How you doing? You okay? Hey. I was telling Peach yeah, about how, how burnt out you are in sports. We might not even get to sports tonight.
3: Yeah, well, listen. It's it's your show, so whatever you want to talk about, you just let Why? me know.
1: Are you referring to how Blog Talk Radio posts the show again? It, it says it right.
3: Uh, your Facebook feed <laughs> under Steve. No, it doesn't say it under Blog Talk Radio. It says it under... Steve Sampietro.
1: let's my uh, show. Shall we do this again?
3: No.
1: Blog Talk Radio sends an automatic Facebook post when I create an episode. You know, the guy who creates all the episodes—that's me.
3: Well, it's your show, so it's I would
1: my, expect you to. It's it's my butler. <laughs> <laughs>
3: You know, that's, that's that's the problem with society today. Every, nobody takes
1: accountability. That's right. It's Blog Talk Radio's fault. All right. It's the age of entitlement. Did you hear about uh, Blog Talk Radio? Uh, did you happen to catch that part of the show? I spoke to a, uh, a help person while I was doing the show. On the show. No, it was it was a uh, a live chat. Live
3: on over the air. No. Oh.
1: That that would have been awesome.
3: That no. be great. No, I didn't it was a
1: that. it was a support supervisor. Uh, when Microsoft bought Skype, you can't group call anymore.
3: Oh, is that is that what's going on?
1: Correct. So Teresa's because.
3: So as of last week.
1: No. Uh, well, yeah, I guess. But it, this hasn't worked on mine for a while, and it still works on Teresa's because we never upgraded. We keep I keep telling her don't ever upgrade.
3: Welcome to Ready to Tech Hour with Cal and Sam <laughs> Welcome
1: to Ready to Geek Out. <laughs> we were discussing uh, what I've termed, and PJ doesn't care for it at all, latchkey actors.
3: Latchkey actors. Would that be uh, actors that have no parents and have to, <laughs> to let right. themselves...
0: <laughs> into the
1: show business? Step? Yeah. <laughs> this would be... Um, an actor you latch on to in like a movie who has like a, maybe a smaller part, and then you're always looking around for them, and then you see them later. We were talking about Sports Night and how I latched on to Josh Charles in Dead Poet Society as Knox Overstreet, and I was always looking for Josh Charles. Well, not always looking. It wasn't like a daily thing. Right. I managed. Honey, to...
0: honey, have you seen Josh <laughs> Charles today?
1: I was like 17, managed to live a little in there. Go to college and everything. I was able to put it together. <laughs> I was desperately seeking Josh Charles. <laughs> um, but then, and then you see him in something else. You are like, oh, great! I am on board for this automatically. I've been waiting for another Josh Charles vehicle.
0: Hmm.
1: And so I, I, I termed it. You latched on to him. I latched on to him. So he's key, a
3: Latsky actor. Actor, right?
1: PJ does not care for that name.
3: Does PJ have any?
1: He had his his. I, I said I had three. They're all men, uh, which says something about me. Um, I would
3: expect that.
1: PJ's yeah, lad, was. Lad, lad, oh, is
3: stupid. Thanks. <laughs> is it <laughs> you, is it fair to
1: say your name is dumb?
3: <laughs> this is my impression, and I don't do impressions, but fair to say that you don't respect the female actress as much as you respect the male actor
1: that is patently unfair okay and inaccurate
3: okay well, that's why I, that's why i asked
1: in fact strike that reverse it i have more i i have more respect for and think female actresses are better than males. Maybe that's because I am a male and have done some acting.
3: Do you know why I ask? Yes. You do know why I ask. You don't know why I ask.
1: No, I have no idea.
3: You have no idea. No, because (laughs) (laughs) generally when we have these conversations about actors and actresses, the positive that comes out of your mouth is about the actor, and the negative usually refers to a female, i.e. Amanda Pete.
1: Look, it's just Pete. Oh she's it's the big she's the big one. It's Pete specific? It is Pete specific. It's because she's my ultimate ruiner. That my was a ruiner Nickelodeon be, show,
3: by the way. <laughs> Pete specific. And why did it fail? Because well, she because was. Well, a... because they had a man to Pete. <laughs> there you go. There was an old one... show called "The Adventures of Pete and Pete," and what <laughs> happened was one of the Pete's spun off into his own show, Pete specific.
1: It did Pete not do comma, well. Pete comma on his own.
3: It didn't do well because fans tuning in to see one of the Pete <laughs> from "The Adventures of Pete and Pete." We're disappointed to find Amanda Pete had taken over the role. Correct. This is that was not, a variety blurb, by the way. They,
1: they and you read it really well. Thanks. Um yeah, they didn't take a quick look at the guide where on the T V where it said P E A T. Right. Specific. Then they would P-E-T. have known not to P E T. P E A T is Amanda Pete.
3: No, P E P E E T
1: is a man. No. no, it's P
3: E A T, isn't it? I don't think so. I think it's the two E's as in feet.
1: I think as in as in stink. <laughs> as, as in <laughs> your feet stink, your feet. Stink. <laughs> anyway, uh, two E's, double E. E-E-P. I apologize again, boy. You're all over me tonight, Cal. Leave off the last E for suck. You know, I think <laughs> if you liked off- women you might know that. But That's true. Once again, it's clear I don't care for women. And if you're an actress, you have no chance.
2: <laughs> how about the other how about the other Amandas? Amanda Seyfried or uh Amanda Bynes, uh Amanda Fantastic. uh yeah.
1: Amanda Amanda from Bad News Bears. Love them all. Uh, absolutely. Right, <laughs> I'm not going to get to tell you guys my other latchkey actor, am I?
3: No, I want to hear.
2: You do. <laughs> oh, I have a woman.
1: <laughs> yes, but what? What about your latchkey, latchkey actors? I <laughs> have a Pla- female actor. Robert Robert Plant.
3: Robert Keon. I got a woman.
2: Wait on out. Did good to me.
1: I have a woman. That's, by the way, Cal, you don't know this. That's the second mention of Robert Guillaume this evening. Oh, stop, really? Yes. As, PJ, why don't you tell Cal why you started watching Sports Night?
2: (laughs) (laughs) I started watching Sports Night because Benson had a new gig.
3: He was a latchkey actor, wasn't he?
2: And I was very excited to see Guillaume doing something.
1: Guillaume. Can we always say his name, Cajun?
2: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
3: He had the sardonic turned up a little too much in Sports Night. That's fair. It was, "Hey Bob, we're looking for sardonic. Can you give us a little sardonic? He went a little too much."
1: <laughs> He's like, "Oh, you g- I'll give you sardonic. How much yeah. you want?" "How I much do- you bench?"
3: He was sarcastic as Benson. Sardonic as the character in Sports Night. I don't know what his name was in Sports Night.
1: Such a fine line between clever and stupid. Really, he was right there. So it's like a little bit, little change, isn't it? Um, Alan Ruck is another. That was not latchkey. his
3: character's name. <laughs> <laughs> I won't buy that.
1: Alan Ruck is another latchkey actor for me.
3: Alan Ruck. Hmm.
1: Well. We all saw him when, Cal, you and I were in seventh grade. P.J. was Isaac. Probably,
2: His name was Isaac on Sports Night.
3: Isaac, yes. yes. Isaac Benson.
1: Isaac Benson, which is really confusing.
3: Isaac Jaffe. Isaac Jaffe. Isaac Benson.
1: <laughs> They're talking to Aaron Sorkin like, you sure you want to do this? You know the actor we've cast, right? You're you <laughs> sure we're going to go with Isaac Benson. <laughs> um Alan Rock, seventh grade, Cal. Yeah. What movie did we go see in seventh grade? And P. J. You were in ninth. It was my first date too, by the way. What? I was.
3: I was not there.
1: <laughs> with Cal? No. You guys it went was,
3: back a long way. When it you still, Well,
1: we do. We do. We do go back that far. But it was a double date.
3: I still not me.
1: Still not with you. Um, but you you saw it in the movies then, too. Everybody did.
3: Uh, Sarah Bueller's Day Off?
1: That's correct. I did Alan Ruckett saw
3: movies, believe it or not. You didn't? No, I didn't.
1: Why not?
0: Uh,
3: I, could, I had nobody to go with. Everybody was going on double <laughs> dates. It was all by myself.
0: Way to go, Steve. Eric <laughs> Carmen yep. stood up your friend.
1: Yep, I stood up. I stood up. Cal couldn't even fix you up like Happy Day style. Yeah, nothing. No, I, uh, Alan Rock <laughs> is Cameron, of course. Cameron. And then you didn't see him in anything. And then he
3: showed up as an adult, some like in some movies.
1: Young Guns 2, baby. Which one? Young Guns two. The next time oh, I sure. saw him was in Young Guns two.
3: Oh, that's see. I was focused on John bon Jovi in that movie.
1: Well, that is your JBJ. mo. Jbj. That NBA, is not JBJ. That is not. That's right. That is not a surprise at all.
3: It's just like you.
1: The uh, the yeah Alan Ruck and then Alan Ruck is somehow in Young Guns too and I'm yelling that's Cameron at the screen. Why well, sound
3: okay now? Is that all right? Sounds fine.
1: You've gone speakerphone, have you?
3: Yeah, I well, w I didn't want to keep the phone up to my ear for the next hundred and twenty <laughs> minutes, but <in> affect <laughs> the show. It's M T V world.
1: MTV we'll style. Back. No, no, it was fine.
3: No. It it really was. Listen, listen, boss. Whatever you want. If you oh. don't want me on speakerphone.
1: And then of course Alan Ruck does um I'm not even acknowledging the boss comments. You just did. <laughs> Springsteen. Um <laughs> and then he does uh, spin city he did spin city he wasn't he in spin, that one spin spin I big difference oh. <laughs> anyway he's my he's he's my latchkey he's my last latchkey actor
3: doing this show from 1987
1: right now <laughs> I know Cal, Cal is on a on a handset that can only be described as dated <laughs>
3: Got an antenna.
1: Peach, who's your female latchkey actress? Linda Carter.
2: <sighs> way no. Uh, way back in uh, early '90s SNL, I think Ooh. I was the only person in the audience. I fell
0: completely
2: in love with like the only appearance of Sarah Silverman. She was on. Oh, oh good call. She was on Update. She was on yep. update and I was like, Oh my god, I love her. I love her forever.
1: And then Has
2: gone.
3: hold true? <laughs> yeah, ask
2: my wife. <laughs> my wife. My wife.
3: Twenty is that twenty five years later? Is it twenty not 25, right? god, twenty five, right? Twenty ish Twenty? 20?
2: Twenty plus, I would say.
1: Twenty. I think she was like ninety five or ninety six, right? Yeah, she was like years. she was like nineteen.
2: I think she was ninety four, ninety five, yeah. And anything anything she turned up in, any little bit part, uh, I always made, made sure I saw it, because I always thought that she was just the bee's knees.
3: That's a good one.
1: Did you see her that's in 1957? <laughs> and that's why you thought she was the bee's knees? Sure. <laughs> Did you think she was swell?
3: That name was the cat's mouth.
2: I hope to take <laughs> it to the drive-in.
1: A thing like that.
2: Up to inspiration point.
1: Strawberry Hill? Blueberry Hill? Strawberry Hill? (laughs) Uh, Blueberry Fields. Strawberry Fields? (laughs) Strawberry Fields Fields
3: and Blueberry Hill. Hill.
1: Salisbury Hill, that's right.
0: And Peter
1: Gabriel. (laughs) (laughs) And once again, PJ is going to take an hour to explain to us why we're stupid because we don't get Peter Gabriel.
2: No, what, when did I ever? I always I said there's a lot, I give people a lot of leeway on him. He's not one of those absolutes.
1: Everybody says that about you too, Peach. Everybody says, you know, that PJ, he'll give you a lot of leeway on Peter Gabriel. <laughs> it
3: will. I will allow it. I will. Which, is, which makes you feel better. It it's very stressful. It does. when entering into a conversation about Peter Gabriel with PJ. I have seen it.
2: People get very stressed when I give them the judgmental gaze, Cal. But then
3: then you're reminded he gives you a lot of leeway on Peter Gabriel. He's going to give you a wide
1: berth on Peter Gabriel. People
3: people have walked away from the
2: dinner table with me because I've been so judgmental. This (laughs) way, I let you finish your meal. That's all.
1: I love that Peter Gabriel is Casting asunder dinner parties. Like just a mere mention of his name has, has oh, no, not just Peter Gabriel. People.
2: Just any any time I oh, decide okay. to to get all judgmental on you, right? And give you the look.
1: Get all judgmental up in here. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Pege, what do you think of Deflate Gate? Judge. <laughs> I did it. Just just hard right. downshift right into right into fifth gear. Hard hard shift. Go, Deflate Gate. Go. Make a couple I can of somewhat up with one bad pun. Make a couple of testicles. There it is. We got it. Okay, a whole everybody.
3: lot of hot air.
1: It's, it's <laughs> gives me a sinking feeling. No, that doesn't work. <laughs> Wait a minute.
3: <laughs> <laughs> what are we trying for? I don't think Steve understands puns. I
0: don't think so either.
1: Or Peter Gabriel. Um, the. Can I just say one thing? I think Tom Brady got suspended. This is all I want to say about it. I think Tom Brady was suspended for four games for being an asshole. I really do. I really it's an attitude just, thing. Yeah, I really just think the league is like, you think you're better than me? You're not better than me. You've been, you've been acting like a jerk. A real jerk. And I think he got he got four games for being an arrogant. Because, honestly, the suspension does not fit the crime.
3: No, of course not. I think it's not just him. I think it's the entire organization acting right. like complete douches.
1: Right, and so we can say that too, right? Yeah, <laughs> the heck with it. I'm going with asshole and douches. No, um, yes. and and it comes uh,
2: it comes perfectly timed to coincides with Good, Goodell and uh, the public's perception of these high profile scandals, and always thinking that he. Um, he goes soft on people, or that he's completely clueless and detached. Yep. Uh, he he overcompensates here.
3: That has a lot to do with it, too, I think. Well, I'm going to
2: show them I can bring the hammer down.
3: Kaboom. Yeah, but, it is. But,
1: but think about how stupid this is, gentlemen. Think about how dumb this is. Ray Rice got two games for beating the crap out of his fiance. on video. Tom Brady just got four games for flouting a slightly, you know, a ridiculous rule that nobody yes. knew about and is stupid. And you know what? Like This is if not Ray- the time. This was not the place to be like, oh, we're going to be tough on people. Like domestic violence, two games. Taking the air out of a football from an obscure rule that nobody knows, four games.
3: If um, If Ray Rice had gotten four games, Tom Brady would have gotten two games.
1: That's right. If he okay. had gotten Ray but, Rice right, right, Tom Brady would have gotten a game. Right, This is corking so like attempt- your bad. That's all it is. In, in,
3: his, in his attempt to fix uh, his perception, the public's perception of him, he figured, all right, I'm going to get this one right. And then he went the complete opposite way and still got it wrong. Exactly. The next
2: punitive measure... Taken by the NFL will tell the tale more, because now this has become the metric to measure it against. So right. whatever goes down next, some quarterback somewhere kicks his cat and it gets caught on video and people go crazy.
3: <laughs> Tom Brady.
1: Oh hey, let's, Tom Brady. Let's hope there's it's not really, let's hope it's Tom maybe, Brady. Maybe that's why he wouldn't turn over his phone. Maybe there's some video of him right. on there kicking cats. The. Um, and If, no, the, if the
2: NFL is forced to make some sort of decision, then they're going to say, "Well, now let's see."
1: You're All absolutely right. Hold it up He's, against that. But, but the, it, the. Go ahead, Cal. No, I think PJ nailed it.
3: That's
2: I what
1: think it is. it's it's an integrity issue too, right? So they they're coming across as saying, um, you know, domestic violence and those sort of uh, uh, things are, don't affect the integrity of the game; they affect the character of the game, right? What Tom Brady is doing and and also you know spygate and stuff is you know affects the integrity of the game they're cheating the game right and so they're giving them more you know your 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 punishment in terms of games is more because you're cheating the game
2: if it affects outcomes of games then it affects the bottom line more Correct. immediately
1: exactly so you've got to
2: act on that more quickly more
1: exactly know, but this wasn't this wasn't gambling You know, this wasn't fixing a game. This wasn't Pete Rose. This was, you know, corking your bat. This was having too much pine tar on your bat. I told you, this is
3: is OJ going to jail for a memorabilia thing. Yeah. That's what
0: this is.
1: Yeah. When Spygate is really what they, you know, Belichick could have been kicked out of football for. Right. Because they won a Super Bowl under false, you know, under, under cheating ways, and everybody knows it. Ask Marshall Falk. Of the Rams, you know who played was... Pete
2: Rose in the biopic? By the way,
1: oh, that's a great question. Are we doing that? Let's do this. Who played, oh, no, what, keep Pete it in the Rose? back of
2: your head, kid. Oh, okay. It in the back of your head.
1: Put. Let's table that. Let's put a pin in it, and we'll yeah, come yeah. back. To... Oh, I see what you did. Yeah. Put a pin in it. Put a pin in it. Put a cork.
2: Put
3: cork in it. Oh, the air out of that one.
1: Oh wait! I didn't even realize that. See, I'm not getting puns at all tonight. <laughs> didn't even, did not even realize I I did that one. Um, the other, <laughs> <laughs> the the yeah, the whole thing is is ridiculous. And the and the reaction, the the fan, the Patriot fans starting like a Kickstarter to pay the Patriots fine, like. I uh, think the guys that
3: handcuffed themselves together at the NFL offices. I
1: yesterday. walked past that. I, I walked past it yesterday, Cal. I was cracking up. What did you do? I laughed heartily in their faces. Why laughed.
2: Why stop them? Why? Just let them go.
1: Yeah. I, I was laughing. But Why but,
3: would you not do the J, the J-E-T-S chant?
1: No, nah, because because the Patriots are still going to go 4-0 with uh, Jimmy Garoppolo playing quarterback. Hmm. And Janine Garoppolo playing quarterback. It doesn't make a difference. They're going to go
0: 4-0. But because now they're pissed.
1: <laughs> but the... Here's the thing that's driving me a little crazy, guys. So, uh, harken harken back to the the Itzik, you know, fire Itzik campaign, and those guys raising like what did they raise? like thirty thousand dollars or something like that, or
3: they were enough to put up two billboards.
1: Yeah, sixty five thousand dollars in like six days. Right. And people, once again, donating money to like something just dumb. It's just dumb. There are so many places to spend your money. So many needy causes. And our friends that Turn on the Jets, Joe Caparoso, and they got the Feed America campaign going and they raised I think like $7,000 or something like that for Feed America, which was great. Like right. in This is another example. What is with people? A Kickstarter or whatever it is to pay the Patriots fine. Do you know how much money the Patriots have? They're trying to raise a million dollars to pay the Patriots fine. But whenever
3: you hear uh, a news report on this, how are these people um, described?
1: Passionate fans.
3: A group of passionate fans. Yeah. So that makes the fan that donates money to pay Tom Brady's fine, or to put up a billboard denouncing an executive, that makes that fan more of a fan than you.
1: Because they care more. Right. And it's, I I can't take people donating money to these, you know, we we say at the top of the program, right, like May is Stroke Awareness Month, last month it was Autism Awareness Month, there are so many places, if you're going to throw $20 at something, there's a. I don't mean to get soapboxy here, but come on. Don't you spend enough on your teams? Do you know how much money I spend on the Jets and the Islanders and the Mets and merchandise and Jets and Mets going to games, Islanders going to games? Like, I spend enough. Yep. Take that $20 for Tom Brady's fine and go give it to a charity. Please. Please. And do it in the name of the Patriots. If you have to. Uh, it just... It's it's happened. The Mets billboards or whatever. That guy raised money. Like, it's enough.
3: People are willing to just give their money away for everything.
1: But you you nailed it, Brian. You nailed it. You nailed the exact reason. It makes them feel like they're better fans.
3: Well, no. It doesn't make them feel like it. They're told that they are by the media.
1: And and then, That's right. And then it's confirmed by the media. I can't... All right. I have uh, – PJ jumped out for a second, which is good. We're going to come back to him. I have one Mets thing. I where, promised you I... – Where
3: does he think he's going?
1: I don't know. Probably to lecture somebody about Peter Gabriel. He's going to give them room.
3: It's all right. <laughs>
1: don't, don't
3: panic. Out.
1: But, you know, he grades on a curve, as you said, Cal. But uh, you should do a little homework.
2: My daughter just said that the London cast of Les Miserables was better than the Broadway cast, and I had to go beat her. I'm sorry.
3: <laughs> that, I,
1: mm. So you That's, get an idea of what that household is like, Bri. It's tough. It's t- that is tough. That is tough.
3: She should know better.
1: Yeah, I don't she even want to...
3: abuse each other over,
0: over theater.
1: I can't even imagine what would happen if she liked the Brown album better than the JCS. album? No, the the, the Jesus guy superstar, uh, you know, movie version. Oh, the
2: film. Yeah, the film. soundtrack. Oh no, Brown album's not even allowed in my house. <laughs> Murray head. Come on. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Danny came God. home with the Brown album the other day. He's sleeping in a tent. That's right. <laughs> not allowed back in until he takes it back. Brown.
3: <laughs> Brown album. Black eye. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> it's rough. i. I I'm not comfortable with this allusion to violence. <laughs> <laughs> oh we 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 only have cartoon violets over here. It's all oh, good you know. So anvils yeah. and pianos shopping <laughs> on
2: anvils, right? pianos, right.
3: Hitting your thumb with
0: a hammer. Dan,
3: right, Dan take,
0: takes takes <laughs> his
1: eyes out here. of his head, rubs them on his shirt, puts them back in.
3: That's Manhole it. covers.
1: Right. <laughs> a- everything is acme. Like every 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 one of them is an acme product.
2: I've put dynamite under their beds several times.
1: <laughs> Sling shot, TNT? Like TNT, TNT. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> huge, huge human slingshots. <laughs> like human-sized slingshots. Um, I I have <laughs> I have one Mets point to get to. Peach, go back to uh, berating your daughter for her obvious misstep with Les Mis. Um,
2: you know she was out of line. I'm. <laughs>
1: i can't no it's okay we don't 54 minutes into the show it's only
3: like 24 minutes for me though
1: (laughs) that's true um there is only one really sports thing that i really want to get into today tonight as it were um new york sports wise uh rangers continue on that's going to be a, a great series uh an excellent 7 game series i i of course was rooting for the rangers to lose but i wasn't too upset to see the capitals go i'll be honest this is this is really the round where i need the lightning to uh i become the a very round? big the lightning round <laughs> where the stakes can really change um no this is this is i become a very big tampa bay lightning fan now easily no yeah. problem uh, slip it slip into that skin without a problem i was not comfortable Rooting for the Caps at all. Interesting. And it's a great it's it's a great series. Two teams that are fast, skilled. It's a great series. The Rangers have Lundqvist, so I think they'll win. Uh, but I think it could be a really good series.
3: I find it interesting how easy it is for you to watch these games.
1: Oh oh! I didn't watch any. No, I didn't watch no. a full game. Okay. I watched bits and pieces. I watched what the how, most. Most. What it takes an interest in it? Game seven. Yeah, I didn't watch most of the game. I'm saying the most I watched was of Game Seven, right? Last night, and I was flipping between the Met game and the Mad Men marathon on AMC. And truth be told, I was mostly watching Mad Men.
3: <laughs> well, yeah, series finale.
1: Yeah, yeah, and, Ma- and AMC is showing every episode starting last night. Mid-season. Ah, I wish
3: I had known that. I could have caught up.
1: You could have. You would nothing have had to. Time. You would have had to have DVR'd four days of programming.
3: That's, I don't have much going on right now. All right, sir. Mets, um, you got something to say about the match? Because I, I, I have I nothing do. to say about hockey.
1: Okay. Will you no. watch any of the Rangers Lightning series?
3: Probably not.
1: Okay. I no am interest.
3: completely detoxing from hockey after the you Islanders. You have to.
1: Series. You have to. It was too no, much. No, but a
3: lot, but not, but like I can't even. I don't have any interest whatsoever. Okay. And it's and it's it's a little upsetting because playoff hockey is my favorite thing in the world.
1: I know. Maybe you'll be back at some point in this Rangers Lightning series.
3: I doubt it. I might, maybe I could check in on the Blackhawks Ducks.
1: Maybe. Okay. But the Eastern but, but Conference it, too painful. It's too close. It is. Well, they should have been there. We know it. Yeah. So, well, my the
3: only the only salvation that I have. Is had that been the Islanders last night that lost that game. Oh boy. Um,
1: yeah. This, I don't want to I, I can't would have ended. I don't want to talk about it. Um so no, I do have a Mets point. Uh the Mets are in a tailspin. Um they they just got swept by the Cubs. Uh since their thirteen and three start, they are now what? Uh seven and twelve. Seven and twelve. They're falling apart at the seams. All the problems that we and we're not alone. Documenting uh, back in January and February have reared their ugly heads, and it's not because of injuries.
3: No, it is. It is.
1: No, it's not. It's not solely because of injuries. These problems were going to happen if David Wright and Travis Darno were in the lineup. Um, But we are now. We're being told. But we are made to think that is not the case. But you brought up a point. I guess it was yesterday. And it was just a fantastic point, and I wanted to hit on it because it really is key to the Mets. So, you and I have been talking all this week about half a rebuild, right? Right. Like, Sandy Alderson is busy patting himself on the back because he rebuilt half the team. Yeah, they're writing books about him, too. The pitching is, yeah, the pitching is uh, phenomenal. He has rebuilt it into an enviable staff, even. Able to sustain, uh, you know, season-ending surgery for Zach Wheeler. The starting staff is fantastic, and Mats and Syndergaard. Syndergaard the other night, I thought acquitted himself very well. Um, Mats is is absolutely tearing up AAA. He rebuilt half the team. The offense was going to be bad, and we knew it was going to be bad, and he hasn't bothered to rebuild the offense. And. You made this point, Brian, and it's so true. And it was about Tulewitzki, Troy Tulewitsky, um asking for a trade. Right? Yeah. And saying, well, this is just a perfect time because – and you were being sarcastic, of course. But you were saying the Mets offensively are in a tailspin. So now if they want Troy Tulowitzki, they have to egregiously overpay because Colorado knows – that they're in an offensive tailspin. And they got off to a good start. Colorado knows that their pitching is great, knows that they need offense. And now, if you're Sandy Alderson, you're negotiating from an unbelievable position of weakness. Everybody knows what your team is offensively, with the injuries or not. Right. And you made this point, Bri. This is why, in January... When you were patting yourself on the back for rebuilding the team because you signed Michael Kadire and John Mayberry Jr., that was the time to make a move. You know why? Because you had leverage. Because they didn't know that your team sucked offensively yet. Mm -hmm. And you made that point, Kelly. You were so right on. That was well, also, the time. To, that was the time to go after Starling Castro. That was the time to see which shortstop you could get from the Cubs. That was the time to see if you could get an outfielder from the Dodgers. If you could see if you could get Ethier. If you could get Kemp. That was the time to do it. You know why? Because you'd pay so much less.
3: Well, I don't doubt that he was trying. I'm I, I'm sure there were conversations at the time. In but he didn't pull the trigger. Oh, I don't think yeah, I don't think it were serious conversations, but I'm sure I'm sure there were conversations held.
1: But that was the time, Brian, um, because now you're screwed. Yeah, listen, if he's
3: got a li- if he's got a list of twenty guys that he won't trade under any circumstances, he's not going to make a deal. So he's not he but, doesn't want to trade anybody.
1: Right, but Brian, going back to
3: he didn't want to trade anybody in the over but, the winter. But
1: but then half a rebuild. Uh, yes. But now yeah. now he but now Cal this team comes out they win 11 in a row they were 13 and 3 they get off to the great start it's clear that their starting pitching is exceptional and they need a bat desperately he's just going to sit there Yeah he is Yeah he is he's wow. just
3: going to sit there
1: If he chooses not to just sit there he has zero leverage Well
3: you he has know what You know why he's going to choose to just, to just sit there because this organization has proven time and time again that winning is not the most important thing to them yeah. Making money is yeah. filling the ballpark because they're going to have a concert with Hart. That's more important to them than winning ball games. Sorry. Yeah. It's the facts. They're going to sit he... with Wilmer Flores. The Terry Collins made a comment. I don't know if you caught this comment today. He made a comment because they asked no, him. No, I can I'm was... I'm
1: still I'm sorry. I'm still not post game with him.
3: Okay. I'm not well, pre- a... I'm
1: not pre and post with the Mets. I'm not. I refuse to do it.
3: He made a comment about the fact that we're going to sit down and and go over things, and if they decide that a change needs to be made, then we'll make a change. If they decide, now this is the manager of a major league baseball team that says, if they decide that a change needs to be made, we'll have to make a change. This is in regards to Flores.
1: So he's being forced to play Flores.
3: That's what he would that's how he's making it sound now, I don't know if that was a shot at Sandy Alderson. Could very well have been because I believe Terry Collins is going to self destruct now. I really do
1: well, I hope so.
3: He lost his mind today after the game, did he really? Yeah, completely angry, um, <clears throat> didn't call players out by name, but was pretty pointed in his criticism, right. Um, I think he's going to lose the locker room. And I think that, because here's why. Man, he's I all, hope so. Because there is there is a million pounds of pressure on this guy right
1: now. Yeah, and he's he was wound tight before that.
3: Yeah, he was wound tight before that, and now his job is on the line, and his team needs to succeed in order for him to keep his job, and his team jumped out to a huge start and has given it all away, which is an indictment on him. Yeah. He's he's wound very tight. I I really watch if they keep an eye on him over the next couple of weeks. If they continue to lose,
1: but this is what happened to him at every other stop. This I know. I, not I a
3: Surprise. Uh, of course, of course, it's not a surprise. And the only reason why he's there right. is because they felt they owed him for being a good soldier. Well, right. you know what? You gave him you gave him 40 games with a good team, and and now look, you're in the same spot you were. So yeah. In 1992,
1: 1992?
3: Anaheim? 1991? 1990. In 1990, David Johnson was fired in May. They were 20 and 22. Yep. They fired him, but Harrelson took over. They almost made the playoffs. Yep. So there's a precedent for getting rid of a... They just got rid of Ron Renneke last week in Milwaukee. So there's a precedent for getting rid of a manager in May.
1: (sighs) Oh yeah, no, that's absolutely. You know, I, the when did the they get knocking? when did they get rid of Willie Randolph? Was it fifty games?
3: Yeah, hey, it was uh, June something, middle of June, June seventeenth.
1: Yeah, it wasn't wasn't that far in.
3: No, how about Yogi Berra got fired after six days? Yeah. <laughs> six days after George Steinbrenner said, "Oh, Yogi Berra is my manager for the season."
1: Not going anywhere. You are fired.
3: Six six days.
1: Six days. Magnificat.
3: All right, I, I hijacked your point. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No,
1: you didn't. Not at all. This is exactly the point I uh, or a conversation I wanted to have. And I think you're right. I think, look, we've been asking for Terry Collins to be fired for so long that I hope he loses it. I really do. I really do because he's I've done this. He did. He he alienated the players to the point in Anaheim where like they they couldn't stand his face. Like Mo on, and those guys. I mean, it was bad. You, Do you,
3: you think Matt Harvey is going to have the patience for this guy?
1: That's what I was just going to say. Couldn't you see Matt Harvey that way? Yeah. And all along, Cal, I'm sorry, I don't know how many times i got to say it, but all along, sitting at AAA is the guy that they all came up with. All of them now. Harvey and, and DeGrom and now Syndergaard. And Why is he not going to get the job? because he's too headstrong. Yep.
3: Because he won't make a comment like we'll sit down and talk it over and if they decide
1: No, the he'll decision- say they're making me play Flores. Right. He's a well, loose cannon. Get it.
3: He but he won't take a job where they make him play anybody.
1: Right. He's a loose cannon. His his ego's writing checks his body can't cash.
3: Right. We're talking about Tom Cruise.
1: <laughs> we're talking about Maverick.
3: That's who we're talking about.
1: That was another latchkey actor for me, by the way. Not Tom Cruise. <laughs> Anthony Edwards. Anthony Edwards.
3: Yeah, that's a good one.
1: After Top Gun, I looked for him in everything, because he was my favorite actor in Top Gun. And, yeah. and to a lesser degree, Slider. Rick Rosevich. Yeah. Who shows up again in Roxanne. Right. That's the next time I see him. But Anthony Edwards is in a little movie called Gotcha. (laughs) Have you never heard of this movie? Oh, PJ probably just tripped over himself trying to get to the the unmute button.
0: (laughs) Say that to the industry. Say that to the
1: (laughs) industry. He just just went Costanza trying to get to the Did you just mention Gotcha? (laughs) (laughs) I did. I mentioned Anthony Edwards as another latchkey actor for me, and Gotcha was the next movie I saw him in.
2: Gotcha's got one of my favorite sexy women.
1: French? Kelly LeBrock? It's not Kelly LeBrock. It's a great guess, though.
2: What did you say? French Stewart? What would you say? <laughs>
0: <laughs> I hope you didn't say
2: that. I hope you didn't say that.
1: Were you talking about me? <laughs> French <laughs> Stewart, boy. What it? I mean, I feel bad for that guy, because he was like a regular actor, and he just got. I mean, he made a gazillion dollars off it, but he just got trapped as that guy. Like, yeah, that was endo career there. Um, <laughs> no, he said Kelly LeBrock. Oh, but it's not Ke- no. it's not Kelly LeBrock in Gotcha. It's a uh, French actor, Linda Who
2: Fiorentino. Linda no. Fiorentino. Oh my. Was
1: it? it no, yeah. it was a French actress.
2: I'm talking about Linda Fiorentino. See, <laughs> I knew what he was talking about.
1: Was she in Gotcha?
3: Yes. Is that her? Is, I do think play, she was. I think he's just saying that. Does she play French? Huh? You
2: think I? I don't remember the, the the accents or the people or the character names or nothing.
1: My recollection of that movie is that it's it's about a paintball game that these two college guys. are are involved in and like they they play like on campus or whatever and they somehow get embroiled in an international espionage mystery (laughs) (laughs) with paint so he has like a real adventure
2: all I know is that we had a a uh, uh, not so legal form of HBO in 1985
1: and uh, barely legal would you say
2: (laughs) not so legal (laughs) yeah
1: Please stick to not so legal, so we keep okay. the show keep the show clean. Fairly
2: lethal, opening in theater soon.
1: <laughs> and you were able to see that uh, it wasn't through the wavy lines, was it?
2: No, no, no. This this was the one where you, you know you you had to get the fifty uh, foot extension pole and put the antenna on top. <laughs> so, you know, in my little eight hundred square foot house had like bridge cables running over it.
1: <laughs>
2: keep, keep this antenna up. Very inconspicuous.
1: Looked like you were broadcasting like a uh, like like a broadcasting truck for like a sporting event. Yeah. <laughs> like this is like one of the trucks out. It at the US out, open. <laughs> yeah next to the stadium. It's a sixty foot pole on your roof. And then, then
2: the uh, it didn't. You didn't even have a set top box for the HBO. It was like an integrated circuit board, and you just screwed it to the back. They didn't care. You just screw it to the back of your TV. Are
0: you sure they didn't care?
2: They didn't care. They gave you no guidance.
1: Oh, they didn't care how you how you attached it.
2: The people who made the yeah, the people who made the product
1: didn't care They're like, how you
2: attached it.
1: Look, we're giving you free HBO. What do you want? That's right. That's a fancy way to do it. Didn't HBO cost like $8,000 a month at that time? Or was that just something my mother told me because we couldn't get it?
2: <laughs> uh, I'm thinking it was it was in the, it was in the range of $20 a month, which my dad was not going to pay. No way.
1: I'm like, what do you mean you, HBO didn't cost $435 a month? What are you talking about?
3: Do
2: you want
1: everybody to watch? do you <laughs> want to
3: watch not necessarily the news? That's right. You have a choice.
0: <laughs> what do you, what and do you
1: mean, I HBO? That, <laughs> HBO.
0: <laughs> and that this, was,
1: great. this was an
2: ad. He got out of the back of popular science.
1: There you go. And it, he,
2: he had a send away to Canada, which was very exotic. <laughs> you sent $45 to Canada Still is. and uh, and they sent you back this little circuit board and said, well, it's not really meant for this. But if you happen to put an antenna on your roof and point it towards the, the World Trade Center, uh, it will pick up HBO. Wink, wink.
1: Maybe. Yeah. But we don't know what that's about. So don't.
2: But we don't. Sorry. That's I, not what this is for. This is. And if it, if it doesn't work, like, sorry. Maritime, <laughs> this is for like maritime CB radio or something like that.
3: You could watch Splash every day. Or you
1: could. And I
2: shoes. did. Or you can have. I shoes. did.
3: <laughs> and you did.
1: Conan the Barbarian.
2: And gotcha.
1: Or close. Conan the Barbarian close
3: speaking of HBO when I was a, I guess we were in high school the movie that showed up all the time another Anthony Edwards vehicle oh boy this was the next movie I saw him in after Top Gun okay and again on like every day sure (laughs) how I got into college
1: now I get into college. Tremendous movie! Oh my! Who's the so? Who's the Jonathan Silverman uh, look-alike? That's the lead there. Who is that?
3: Well, that's that's Anthony Edwards.
1: No, Anthony.
3: Oh, the kid. Yeah, who's the kid?
1: Anthony Edwards is like guidance counselor or whatever, isn't he?
3: Anthony Corey Edwards. Corey Parker.
1: Is the guy, yes. Corey Parker. It is Corey Parker. Yes. Is Jonathan Silverman not available? Matthew Broderick turns it down.
3: And Matthew Perry also turned it down.
1: Taylor Negron in that movie.
3: Taylor Negron in that movie. Charles Rocket, Evil Dean.
1: Charles Rocket. Who's the Lara, female guy? Lara Scout. Flynn Boyle. Lara Flynn the Boyle. Wow. ingenue. Wow. If I didn't hate song. if I didn't hate female actresses so much, I would probably well, appreciate her performance.
3: I didn't even watch it.
1: I I, when she was on the screen, I closed my eyes usually.
3: Oh, there's a woman in this movie. Moving on. Oh,
1: next. (laughs) Going to go watch Top Gun again.
3: Anthony Edwards is a great latchkey actor.
1: He's tremendous, and then of course ER, and it's all over.
3: And Rick Rossovich appeared in ER.
1: That's right. Reunited, and it felt so good. And they both had their shirts.
3: Reunited, (laughs) nice. So nice. So nice. Sports talk nice.
1: Sports talk nice, but not so much tonight.
3: Just like me and Edie. Well, we talked Nets.
1: Yeah, we did. And one last thing on sports.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Steve San Pietro on sports. <laughs> my, my segment. Are you
3: wearing a yellow um, blazer?
1: I... They are...
3: <laughs>
1: they are definitely... really a mustard, really. Get, it is a mustard blazer. They are definitely going to
3: Sports balls behind them. It's like a random football and a bat and a soccer ball.
1: I actually have a toupee on, too, just to complete the the visual, even though I'm not bald. but um, <laughs> And a Jim Rayburn microphone. I don't think there's any doubt they lose two out of three this weekend. And how soon after the Nationals take over first place, now, better. The cry for Terry to be fired, if this continues, will be greater, I think, than it ever has been. Because Agreed. the fan base expects this team to win for the first time in a long time, and he can't make the excuse, I don't have any talent, and they won 11 games in a row at the start of the season. Does he get until, like David writes back, and they're still not good?
3: Yeah, he's gonna he's gonna get.
1: But the fan base he, starts to go bananas when Cal. I mean, he's gonna hear a cry for his job that they have not heard.
3: Here's what's gonna happen. They're gonna right, they're sure. gonna wake the bats. Cal up.
1: Stradamus.
3: That's right. Here it comes.
0: Okay. <laughs> he's waiting for his sound cue. Oh, he Oh, oh I'm sorry. PJ.
2: He was really, really waiting. Cal
3: Here's what's gonna happen. They're gonna the bats are gonna wake up this weekend against a bad Brewers team. They're probably gonna win two out of three. They may even sweep the Brewers. And they're gonna score a lot of runs. And everything's going to be fixed. Everybody's going to say, see, told you we just needed to get back on track. They're all going to be taking – they're all going to line – every single member of the organization is going to line up like a final act on stage and take a simultaneous bow
0: <laughs>
1: and have
3: roses thrown at their heads. A curtain call. Is that what that's called?
1: That's called a curtain call. Okay. Cherry um, <laughs> Collins comes out last. And gets the biggest round of applause. Right.
3: Yeah. Yes, that's what's going to happen. And everybody's going to think it's fixed. It's, a, you know, it's going to be a beautiful weekend in New York. They're going to kill the Brewers. And then here come the Cardinals on Monday, and you're going to see a very similar series that you saw these last four days. But now they're going to be home, and now you're going to have restless fans that are like, hey, wait a minute, I thought everything was fixed. Why are you only scoring two runs in three games? And then you're going to start to hear the crowd, or
1: the, the fans, right. not the
3: actual crowd in the stand, but like the cry for Collins.
1: Yeah, on the sports talk radio and yeah. yeah.
3: Oh, and I and I and I think the media is sitting there, like when you have a fork and a knife at a plate with the napkin in your shirt, <laughs> you licking your lips. They're just waiting
1: for this. Yeah. And they're going to go hard on Collins. Yeah, because they'll jump all over him. Yeah, because that's the, obvious, only that's be, the uh, obvious spot. Right. I don't think it's because they dislike him. I think it's because they just want the they just want the story. Yeah, and you know what? Six years enough. Yep. Well <laughs> four years was enough. Three years was yeah. enough.
3: Three years was enough. But I'm just saying now now
1: Yes, no 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 totally. Media wise, he's had his he's had plenty of chances and opportunities. He could be the nicest guy in the world.
3: Right. And I think they're, he's gonna, gonna, tur- they're con- gonna turn on him. Well, and he's gonna continue to get testy with them and that'll just fuel them, and that'll be the end of him.
1: Yep. Yeah, well, it'll, be the, it'll
3: be the end of him, but they won't necessarily get rid of him.
1: Thirty-five games in, this team is what twenty and fifteen. Yeah. So, and and I think your assessment is spot. And 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 let's admit that we haven't watched a ton of them. No. I I haven't watched a ton. I don't think you've watched a ton. Nope. Um, this is a team that can't. That'll probably beat bad teams because their pitching is that good, and we can't beat good teams.
3: That's what's going to happen. They're going to, and and the pitching is going to shut down good teams. Also, the problem is the good teams have pitching that the Mets won't be able to hit.
1: Well, it doesn't even necessarily have to be good pitching, Cal. I'd hardly well, call Jason Hamill's good pitching. Yeah, and he he pitching. twirls he twirls eight one-run innings. Right. I mean, uh, they're... It's the frustrating part is we said it was going to happen, regardless of the injuries. They just don't have enough I mean, Michael Kadire, I mean you you summed it up perfectly. He's he's the guy in the softball game where like you don't have enough guys and somebody's dad has to play. Like our buddy like our, our guys Buck and, and Tony, T Rock yeah. on the on the softball game we used to uh, team we used to play on. We'd have a guy like not show up. And to get ten we'd have to put their dad behind the plate and then he'd get a hit and we'd go crazy. Like you felt so great. And the swing looks you know, and he got to first base and he was beaming with pride. I can yeah. still do it.
0: Wow, that's, that's what where K- we're at.
1: That's what Kedir looks like when he gets a hit. I still got it.
3: So I just I just wanna I just wanna be clear about the fact that if David Wright was in the lineup and Travis Darnot was in the lineup and Juan Lagarus was in the lineup then Michael Kadaire wouldn't be hitting two thirty.
1: Oh, is that what he said?
3: no, I'm that's I'm asking the question. Like we're no, we're like we're like of course blaming would. it on the injuries, right? Yeah. They're injured their, their lineup is has been decimated by injuries. Okay. Well if these guys were in the lineup, up, gonna be hitting better, Granderson's gonna be hitting better, Daniel Murphy's gonna be hitting better.
1: They're still facing the same pitching.
3: That's my point. Yeah, no, that's ridiculous.
1: That's a loser's lament.
3: Well, we are talking about a lifetime loser in Terry Collins. And I'm not just making fun of him and calling him names. He's legitimately, statistically, (laughs) a lifetime loser.
1: Is he the lonesome loser? Have you heard about him? I have. I hear about him every damn day of the baseball season. He's a loser, but he still keeps on trying. That, was that Fogelberg? That was Fogelberg, right? I don't know, but the middle eight in that song I love so much. It's just a bizarre middle eight. That's okay. Is underway.
0: <laughs> and if you're trying to see a joke,
1: oh, PJ has his guitar, Cal. You should know. Have you? <laughs> <laughs> about
0: the wow. Loser
1: Apparently, I'm Fat Albert is going to say <laughs>
0: the queen of hearts, every time. Ooh. Same First key off, I think. I'm going to
2: take a break right now. Uh, Y'all you enjoy <laughs> your coffees, and I'll be back a little bit later. i um, going to do a lot of Paula Cole later. <laughs> Paula
1: Cole. <laughs> <laughs> the. Um, I'll leave you with this. And Terry Collins from now on on the show will be known as the Lonesome Loser. Um, Whoever thought that on May what is today? The 14th? May 14th of this year the team you would feel the best about would be the New York Jets. And that's not that you feel badly about the Islanders. At all, like they have a bright future and it was a great season, but we're still, you're still smarting. I don't feel good about the Islanders right now because it, I just hate the way the friggin' season ended.
3: I'm trying not to think about it.
1: Right. So, again. It's an open wound. May 14th, best run, best off season, and most hopeful, your New York Jets. Hmm. Cal, they got Darrell Rivas back. Did I mention that?
3: Yeah, we we every now and then you got to remind ourselves. You just got to say it every once in a while. The Royal Revis is a Jet.
1: They got an A from everybody grading their draft. Everyone.
3: Not everybody. I've seen some pretty yeah, well, low scores.
1: Peter King doesn't count. So, and they they, they just had what many believe to be a very solid draft. They were unbelievably aggressive in free agency. Uh, you know Todd Bowles gets through the mini, the rookie camp or whatever, and and basically I watched uh, some of his press conferences, Bry. Yeah. So nice, quiet, it's Business-like.
3: Good. It's funny because every football. now and then, when when something stupid happens, whether it's Tebow signing with the Eagles or this whole Deflate Gate nonsense, for whatever reason. The 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 Jets media feels the need to ask Todd Bowles his opinion on all of this nonsense.
0: Yep. And
3: every single response I picture him looking at like like staring at the writer for five seconds straight. <laughs> like, are you seriously asking me this question? And just like I'm not I'm not even thinking about that. Yeah. I got other things to worry about.
1: Yeah, we're but thinking like, about we're thinking about football games.
3: Right, like 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 they really it's believe great. he's like he's Rex Ryan and he's going to comment on it. Like they forget. Yeah. He's, not, he's, he's Rex got Rex Ryan. like a
1: he's got like an are you serious stare. It's great. Just he like, does. He 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 does. He has yeah. an are you serious stare or I've seen it at some questions like
3: Right? Like don't waste my time.
1: Yeah, come on, buddy. I got stuff to do. Let's
3: yeah.
1: I got film to look at. That's enough, please
3: and 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 they, and you always get a quote from him and it's always just well, we're not thinking about that.
1: Yeah, or we got a lot of work to do before we worry about that or you know the, like either humble or uh you know just real boy what a treat. He what? Focused. He's focused. He is focused. He right.
3: is. That's the difference. Rex Ryan was never focused.
1: <clears throat> yeah. I love the uh, – real quick, he went out of his way, especially on the first day of the rookie camp, to point out how much time he's spending on the offensive side of the ball. Uh Uh-huh. Did you see the quote? No. I could do the defense with my eyes closed. I know that inside and out. I need to spend time on the offensive side of the ball and make my presence known there. And I was like, oh, look at that. Four months, he gets it.
3: Yeah, well, that's the uh,
1: six that's years, the right Rex answer. Ryan. Rex Ryan never figured it out.
3: Oh, here it is. So they asked Tom. They asked him about Tom Brady's four-game suspension, and again, five-second stare. Are, are you? Don't waste my time. The quote is, "Nobody wins a title in May." <laughs> that's it. <laughs> Next question. <laughs> it's just, uh, okay. Um, Sorry
1: right, Gosh I hope it was Manesh
3: I, I, I don't know who it was But yeah, nobody wins a title, wins
1: in, the title May. You good. idiot <laughs> Jackass <laughs> All his answers should be Jackass implied Nobody wins a title in May Jackass
3: Oh it was Daryl Slater From oh. uh, New Jersey Advanced Media
1: Well make sure you get that right
3: Not Metro New York
1: not Metro New York.
3: Here's Jersey advanced media.
1: Who's at Metro New York?
3: Christian Dyer. That's
1: Christian our good Dyer friends.
3: of Metro Christian New York. Dyer.
1: Yes, uh, friend a friend of the program.
3: With Metro New York.
1: He does. Metro New York. Um, let's, okay, so we're good on the sports. Let's bring PJ back in. I have no, really here's the good...
3: full quote. It's the off season. Nobody wins a title in May. You get to the season, you play, and you go from there.
1: <laughs>
3: it's great.
1: Love it. He's the anti-Ryan. ryan
3: worry Rex. about you worry about your own team if you worry about a different team instead of worrying about your own, then you're behind the eight ball so just try to worry about us honestly. I don't have a reaction one way or the other. <laughs> it's great
1: compared to what but, Rex said oh you we're still playing the Super Bowl champions, and they'll still be and I'll still be focused on it and i but i gotta I gotta
3: tell you. We're the favorites now and all that stuff because yeah. we don't have Tom Brady. Yeah, and I got to tell you, with all that stuff, we're going to put up 50 points on him.
1: Yeah, and, and by the that. way, this is not us turning on Rex. By the way,
3: well, it, it's, it's, we um, we
1: were we we were tired of Rex a long time ago.
3: Some of yeah, some of us turn you know got sick of him longer ago than others. Yeah.
1: But it's always yes. it's
3: always fun. And, well, and you I,
1: you 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 probably although I wanted him fired two years ago desperately, after the eight and eight year, I wanted him fired.
3: You did, but then when he came back, you sort of were back on board with him because he was here. Yes. Uh, yeah, that's fair. I you know? still,
1: I mean, once the season started last year, though, I am very quick to point out his faults.
3: Oh no, you no, you you actually turned on him hard last year.
1: Yeah, well I think he was a big part of the problem.
3: But what's fun but what's funny about sports in general and the teams that we watch, it always feels like I'm ahead of I'm ahead of you on yes. the on the spectrum, right? Yeah. And we always wind up in the same place. Yeah. And I'm always I'm very impetuous. I'm I I <laughs> jump the gun way too quick. But <laughs> – you eventually get there.
1: I eventually it, catch up.
3: And it's fascinating to watch it. Like I'm there already. <laughs> right? I'm on the beach with the pina colada on the earning, lounge chair, and I'm watching you come.
1: Earning twenty percent. You're Hans oh, wow. Gruber. You're Hans Gruber. That's it.
3: And then I and then I and then I could I could watch the whole thing develop with
0: you.
1: Yeah. And it's I come I come I come storming the beach on a catamaran. <laughs> like three weeks later. Cal, have you heard about this? Yeah, buddy. Been here for a while. Yeah, pull up a chair. Rex Ryan sucks. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Get this man a drink. We got Get a lot to this
1: talk. Get a Mai Tai. Um, okay, here's... I have two things for the uh, the fun type load. Oh, although this whole show has been fun. I'll say that. Mm. Mm. Okay, I said that. There.
3: You said it. You said you would, and you did.
1: <laughs> okay, I, I I just want to talk about this, and it kind of ties back to what we were talking about before. And yes, I put a pin in uh, casting the Pete Rose movie. You so put we, a pin
3: in it. You <laughs> deflated a football about it.
1: I put a ring on it. Don't worry about it. Um oh. but,
0: What? But
1: so, guys, there's there's a there's a PJ. What's that now?
2: I said that was suggestive.
1: Oh, well, I'm sorry. I apologize. I didn't mean to be so toured. Um, so there's something interesting, obviously, uh, an interesting phenomenon I'm experiencing this week that I wanted to, and it's not Latchkey actors, that I wanted to ask you guys about. So Sunday night is the last episode of Mad Men. And um, a show I've been uh, very involved in, I think I got in season, like, four episodes into season three, and have been watching it every week since then, and devoured season one and two, like, immediately. I watched, I think, the fourth episode of season three, and I was like, I love the show, and we immediately ran out and bought seasons one and two, and watched them all. Like, that weekend. So, here we are. At the end of a show. And I've been going through this all week. I don't know how it's going to end. And obviously, PJ, I know you're just starting it, so I won't say anything about what's led up to here. This is not like a spoiler thing. This is. It's comparable right now for me to the way the Islander season ended. In that. Oh, boy. No, I'm just wondering the investment I have in this show is very similar to the investment in rooting for a sports team. Like there have been, you know, episodes that maybe weren't the greatest, but I still love them. And then there are episodes that are, you know, unique euphoric highs that are just like, wow, like I just, I'm extremely emotionally invested in this show as I would be with, or have been with a sports team and, or a sports season as it were. Um, and I'm not ready for it to end. Like, I'm not ready for this show to end. And it's going to end.
3: <laughs> well, yeah, whether you like it or not.
1: Whether I like it or not. And that's, that's, that happens in sports, too. Like, the season's going to end. You know, you, we had this past Islander season, which was a great season. An emotional, great, up and down, euphoric highs, angry lows, a playoff series that was gut-wrenching. And it ended. And I wasn't ready for it to end. I, I could watch another 20 games with that team. I wanted to watch another... <laughs> another... At least seven. You know... Yeah, at least seven. So I wasn't ready for it to end. And I'm just wondering if you guys have had that experience with a TV show. This one is up there for me. I don't know if I could put, like, Seinfeld in there or... You know, the emotional investment I have in Mad Men is is a lot different than in Seinfeld. Seinfeld was nice and great and funny, but you're going to see it forever and stuff like that. Mad Men's like thick. You know, like the symbolism. And all all and things
2: being equal, you would just be happier if the show would continue, in other words.
1: That's it. Yeah. But it, but it is ending. And I'm wondering if you guys have, have had uh, shows like that where you had that em- emotional investment. And Cal, you know, I'm, I'm wondering for you too, have you had a show like that where it would rival uh, a sports team or a sports season? Because I read, I, like, after an episode of Mad Men, I go to, like, five different places to read about the episode. I go to A.V. Club, and then I go to, you know, Hit Fix with Sleeping Wall, and then I go to uh, Grantland with uh, uh, Lambert, and she writes a great, you know, Mad Men review. And then you read, like, a blog, and... It, like, I'm into it. Yeah. And so I'm just, I'm wondering from, you know, I just want that to be a, a, a launching point maybe for emotional investment in a show. Peach, did you have maybe something like that with Buffy? I know that's going to sound silly, but did you? <laughs> <laughs>
2: well, well, Buffy, I came to with DVDs, so. Oh, okay. You know, about- I, I knew going in this seven the seven seasons of this, and that, that was a little... Something about that was a little different. I couldn't yeah, no, wish that it would keep going because I was holding the final it live. episode my hand.
1: Right, yeah. you have to watch it live.
2: Um, but that did happen for me with... And it carried with it a, a fair amount of dread um, because I really did like the show. uh, was NYPD Blue.
1: Hmm. Okay.
2: And wow, that's like pre-DVR you know,
1: pre- and stuff too. So you really yeah, had to be... Invested.
2: You had to do it week to week, and they were that was a show where they were very willing to kill off characters. Right. And of course, you know, the centerpiece of the show was Sipowitz. And you were just wondering, you know, is the show gonna end with Sipowitz getting gunned down or something like that, you know, and that would right. just be horrible. Absolutely horrible. But it had you know, had to watch. Had a watch. It's oh,
1: happening. of course. I, I'm I've been I've been really sort of racking my brain this week. Like I, I have nervous anticipation. It feels like I'm a I'm gonna watch a game on Sunday night. <laughs> like yeah. especially because it's mad men and because of the way it's structured and because of and this is giving nothing away, PJ, there's no there's eight trillion ways it could end. <laughs> like there's nobody has any idea what is gonna friggin' happen. And But that's great. Oh it's no 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 it's fantastic, but I just I can't recall a show that I've been into as much as a sporting event like a team. Like one of my teams. I'm almost as emotionally invested in this as I would be in like the Jets, Mets or Islanders. Almost.
2: Well then let me ask you, is there a way is there a way in your head for the show to end that feels like a win?
1: Here's a here's a that's a great question. But here's something about me that I think maybe we've even talked about this before, guys. But it's a, maybe it's a little unique to me, or maybe I mentioned this recently. But I'm not like I don't get upset at finales. Like I did mention this recently because of Seinfeld. Like I thought the Seinfeld yeah, finale Seinfeld was great. Yeah. yeah, like I I'm okay. So. There is there is a way for it to end that would kind of be a win, or would be termed like a team winning because it's just a, it's satisfying my own mm. sort of timeline. But honestly, I'm not gonna feel like gypped or, you know, uh, can we say gypped? Is that bad? I don't know. Do people still say that?
3: You can. Say it's not offensive. Yeah, there is.
2: There are no gypsies rights groups. It's fine. Okay. <laughs>
1: Well, they are underserved. That I feel like. That's, that's, who speaks for the gypsies? Probably all those mothers selling their children to the gypsies. Okay. Uh,
2: the Roddy James Dio lyric. Who will
0: speak for the gypsies? <laughs> who will
1: speak for the gypsies? Um, and the wanderers the townies Um, <laughs> the townies <laughs> I, don't know why I put townies in there with what's another what was that Eddie Izzard show that show was good the drifters the riches oh I like that show me too Would, wouldn't that show have done better now yes like, you put that show on, like, an eight or ten episode arc on HBO. Doesn't that show kill?
2: Shows with that much dread and that much dark to them are doing very well right now.
1: Yep. That if show they is. They just like,
2: waited three years.
1: Yep. That show is three or four years too early. Totally. That
2: show ended prematurely with a crazy cliffhanger.
1: I didn't. I, I, I lost it after the first season. Or I uh-huh. think I lost it after, like, the first, like, six episodes. Not on purpose, I just... Again, this is like pre-ease of watching.
2: Right, where things can get away from you. It's
1: yeah, It's easy to watch a show now. Unless you're Cal.
3: Well, it's still hard for me. <laughs> yes, exactly. Cal prefers to watch
2: things that he hates and then just catalog them. Yeah. He puts on Bourdain. Love to just loathe things. He he puts on Nick at Night.
0: Yeah,
1: love to Lose. Love That's to another Lose. that's another Ronnie James Dio lyric. <laughs>
0: she loved to Lowe's. Oh, now hold,
2: okay. So what about? Here's I a show it. that you loved and <laughs> saw every episode of. What about Friends?
1: Not the same. It's not the same.
2: Because it's a comedy.
1: Because it's a sitcom. Yeah, there's nothing real about it. You know, like, it's a sitcom. It just, yeah, no, I was, I, I I feel like with Friends, and that's a great question. I thought of Friends, but I feel like with Friends, like, I was curious. There's another one where, like, I had no problem with the uh, ending. Okay. Yeah. They, they got together. Good. That's what was supposed to happen. Okay. <laughs> we're, all, we're, all, we're all set here. No, not no, not friends. Cal, what do you got? You got anything?
3: Yeah, there was something recently. I can't remember which one it was. You were um, never
1: a, a lost guy, were you?
3: Oh yeah, no. Well, that, that's that's the one that I had the most emotional investment in. Okay. Straight through to the end, um, because any other show that I really had a huge investment in, kind of like waned towards the end and I was ready for it to end like the Sopranos I was ready for the Sopranos to be over okay just the way that it played out Lost though I, I wasn't ready I could, Lost could have kept going for me so that was that That was pretty intense that one
1: and you were i never seen
3: Lost yeah it was good
1: was that a uh, was that a with Allison lost?
3: It was with Allison in another room. I'm sorry. What now? That's how what we that watch uh, television shows. We never lost sit down. Separated? and Yep, we never sit down and watch them together. She's in one room. I'm in the other, and then we discuss at some point thereafter. So confused.
1: Is that a formal discussion? And is that held in the same room, or is it via teleconference? That's
3: just... <laughs> arbitration. Uh, we Skype?
1: <laughs> Al, I'm going to put you on speaker. Hold on, hon.
3: Yeah. <laughs>
1: You're, on very the
3: poly... You're on the Polycom. <laughs> it's very informal. And there's nothing right now, there's nothing... First of all, I don't watch a lot of episodic television anymore. And I, I don't I don't really watch a lot of television, actually. If it's not sports. She only watches um Bravo housewife shows.
1: Great. And okay. a
3: lot and a lot of these marriage shows on A and E. That's a that's married at first sight.
1: That's a red flag. Arranged setting flares. Yeah. That's uh, like Teresa's become obsessed with Intervention. That's another like, one? Like that show Intervention. I'm like, are you trying to... Yeah. Basically, all you watch is Law & Order SVU and Intervention. Are you uh, are these signs? Should I be looking out for something? Are you, Am I going to come home? To, I don't have any outstanding problems. Maybe a sports Speaking problem. Speaking
2: of which, Steve, I need you to meet uh, me and <laughs> Teresa at a restaurant um, next <laughs> Wednesday.
1: Just for dinner. Just totally for dinner. Totally for dinner. Yeah. I cannot even watch 5 minutes of Intervention. I can't. I can't watch it. I can't it's just the worst. It's the worst. Intervention show.
2: has no finale. No. What about a series like 24 where there's an all-important finale at the end of every
3: season? Yeah, that was another one. I watched that one.
1: Really, Almost Cal? Still. Yeah. Was that the, on the Is there anything that's not on the two room program?
3: She didn't watch Twenty Four.
1: Oh, okay. So that was a solo act.
3: Alone. That was just me. Yeah. Alone again, naturally. <laughs> no. Pulling out yeah. all
2: the
1: stops.
3: Yeah, I mean, every, I mean, literally everything. When we used to watch American Idol, we would watch it in separate rooms.
1: That's unbelievable. I love it. And live
3: of often. <laughs> <laughs> At the same time, just in yeah. Separate so rooms. we'd be yelling to each other through the house. Did you see that?
2: And then once the show ended, would you both race for the phone to call in your vote?
3: No, we never voted. I never voted. No, that's I, not true. And how
1: I do voted, you know she didn't vote? She's in another no, room.
3: That's what I'm thinking. I voted once.
1: You voted times. once.
3: Uh, and I used my allotted 25 votes or whatever it was.
1: No, you did not.
3: I voted one time.
1: I feel like this is an intervention.
3: <laughs> and this was the uh, this was the was end it for
2: of my. You could admit it.
3: No, 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 no. This was the end the of my men? American Idol run, also.
1: This this is what this is where you kicked it.
3: It just it, I guess it just sort of happened. I didn't watch it after this season.
1: Was See, this was rock bottom it? for you?
3: Season seven, I think it was. Wow, that's and deep I, in. And I, huh,
1: that's deep Who
3: in. Was that Dave Cook? It was David Cook.
1: The rocker from Kansas City. 25 votes for David I, Cook. Can
2: I get some credit? Can I get yeah. some credit for nailing it was David Cook? Thank you yeah, very
3: much. Yeah, you, well, because you, you know what music I listen to.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs> it was David Cook. And David Cook was up against this whiny little David
1: Careful. Archuleta. David Adam name? Archuleta?
3: He was uh, He was a disaster. The
1: safety, the safety for the Rams? It was, how did, I, how did it, I miss this?
3: Well, he changed his name to David.
1: Right. Good move. That,
3: that was the whole point.
1: Good clear move.
3: This kid looked like he was going to win, and I was so invested in this season.
0: <laughs> I
1: love and this. I,
3: I did not want him to. That was the only time I ever voted.
2: I agree with you. There was no way we could have let Archuleta win. No,
3: and it was a vote against Archuleta more than a vote for Cook. I'm proud of Cal right now. I really. Or 25 am. votes, as it were. <laughs> <laughs> right,
1: you're allotted 25.
3: Whatever it was, yeah.
1: Yeah. I and, oh but, my but, gosh. But
3: did, I didn't. I haven't watched it since. That was like seven years ago.
1: Well, you realized you had a problem, and so you kicked it.
3: Well, no. What I,
1: <laughs>
3: what I realized was it could never get any better than this. So why continue watching? Can't get better.
0: That's why. The the.
3: The elation I had... And I'm embarrassed to say this. The elation I had over this guy winning American Idol. And I yeah, sat there and watched... You picked the winner
2: and you help put him over the top. Of course the you Kinsetti helped him he's
3: falling later. and his mother crying in the audience. <laughs> and I was like, this is the best. And you forget Ooh. his brother was dying, too. His brother was dying at the time. His brother... Oh, come on. Passed.
2: Oh,
1: come but on. His brother, yeah.
3: his brother who was... Deathly ill, literally deathly ill, showed up at, like, one of the final performances, too. Come on. Yeah. I got you. Joke It job. was totally got me.
1: Sounds like this Archuleta kid didn't have a chance.
3: No. He had, the all of the polls had him, because I used to go on a website oh boy. where they would Uh-oh. predict the votes.
1: This is really turning into an intervention.
3: Uh-huh. Yeah, I was really into it.
2: Well, Archuleta Grinch. had the youth vote. Remember? He was on iCarly. Archuleta
3: had the youth vote and the uh, granny vote. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Wait, he,
2: he, was, right he, was,
3: he was
1: he was on iCarly? Bar. He was on iCarly yes. before he no, was on American
3: after. Idol? No, concurrent, as himself. No, not concurrent. What, years later? That's not true. A couple years later.
1: Couldn't be before, because then he's not an amateur.
3: Right, and iCarly was not on back then.
1: Which Cal and you know Cal I heard encyclopedic knowledge of Disney shows.
2: <laughs>
1: From what I heard. But yeah, no, but we Cal
2: knows all of Miranda Cosgrove's career.
1: Well, I, I love it. look all of it. I'm I'm joking with you, but the idea of American Idol or being into a show like that is very akin to being into sports. Yeah, I mean, oh, no, and
3: that's what that's how it felt. Yeah. Yeah.
1: It's it's the reason I love Top Chef. For example, like right. Top Chef is a is, a, and I've said this to you guys before. Somebody performing a skill that I don't have that's, uh, in, you know, incredible to me at a very very high level, and the outcome is unknown. Right. It's a contest. It's a competition, and the outcome is unknown. So it's kind of like watching a sporting event.
3: Survivor was like that for me too.
1: Never watched Survivor, Pete. Did no. you watch Survivor? negative that's one of the reasons that Survivor worked though because Survivor's a sport I mean Survivor's like watching a football game yeah with more personality like getting to know the players right Um, Survivor is brilliant if you think about it it really is it's
3: it's still I mean it's been on for 15 years more than that no fifty years 2000 summer 2000
1: okay I thought so it was on like ninety ninety seven or ninety eight. Okay.
3: Summer of two thousand was the first one that was Richard Hatch, and I and I was with Survivor for a good ten eleven seasons. Really. Well, they do two a year. Remember.
1: Yes. Yeah, I remember that. Right. Right.
3: So they're so they're finishing up. I think season twenty nine or thirty right now.
1: Or and like
3: has cycle. been. Yeah, Allison's been in every single one of them. Wow. And wow. sadly. Big Brother. Also, she loves.
1: People are like. I was just going to say, people are like that with Big Brother.
3: She and she said, she says, Survivor finale in two weeks. You know what that means? And I said, what does that mean? She says, Big <laughs> Brother premiere.
1: I love when your when your interactions are like a a blondie cartoon, like a blondie. I'm so strip. exasperated by her. <laughs> or or a lock, wood. but I, no Lockhorns. That's what it is. Right. Did you buy
3: another bag? It's the yeah. <laughs> Lockhorns. The Lockhorns.
1: Totally is you and I are totally Lockhorns.
3: You get it right because I do.
1: Get, I I do get that pun. Yes. Right. That, I, I will say, it took me a really long time for that one to land on me, and I'm pretty good with puns. And it I took me have, a I really long them. time. No. What is that? We could pull it. We could pull it. We could pull This reminds me of one of my favorite Cheers, Woody uh, moments. <laughs> it's a great I Woody line, uh, where he says, uh, "Woody goes, I don't get the far side." And Frazier comes over and he's like, "Well, it's a you know a cow is saying to the you know the other cows, hey, he's one of us,' or <laughs> whatever." Woody goes. No, I mean, I don't get the far side of my paper, but thanks for treating me like an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> it's such a great moment. Um, it's a little like Family Circus over at your place. Oh, Family Circus sucks. I um, was
3: an awful comic.
1: Awful comic. I love The Lockhorns. Lockhorns gave me a, a chuckle every time. but
3: Andy handicapped hating on a comic? Why would you hate on it?
1: Because it was annoying. Everybody, you're supposed to like it because it has family in it. No. No, you're not getting me.
3: All right, listen. Oh, it's a a good
2: gateway comic when you're five. It's excellent.
1: Gateway comic. Next thing you know, you're consuming. It does. It gets
2: you reading the
3: funnies.
1: You're reading three or four Bloom counties a day. You're a mess. The gateway comic.
3: You ready for this? I'm going to hijack the fun load with a question.
1: Can you please uh, properly ask us if we're ready for this, please?
2: Y'all ready for this? Thank you. Can you phrase it in the form of an answer?
1: <laughs>
3: You're ready for this.
1: <laughs> Welcome. <done. laughs> All
3: right, here we go. Oh, this, is, this is directed towards both of you.
1: All right, sir. All
3: right. You have been handed an egg of Silly Putty. Okay. Maybe it's Easter. Right? Maybe you've come back from the local Woolworths. I'm in.
1: Fun load hijacked.
3: <laughs> little red egg. Little red plastic egg, you open it up, you got a ball of of flesh colored silly putty in your hand. Right? On the table is the newspaper.
1: Sunday edition? No. All right, sir.
3: I'll tell you why. Because that's in color. Yep. This is just your regular garden variety Friday Daily News sitting in front of you. You flip open to the middle of the paper. You got your jumble. Okay, got your wordy goody. Okay. Your Quixsacro. Quixicro- what is it? Quixsocratic? Whatever it is. That one that I can never understand. And you got your comics, your funnies. Dirty. You got your silly putty, you got your funnies. Tell me right now, gun to your head. I don't have to get that serious. There's no gun to anybody's head. Alright. We're all friends here. <laughs> Which comic are you gonna put that silly putty down on?
0: Wow.
2: Dandy. <laughs> <laughs> And I stretch his stupid head.
0: <laughs> and that's the
1: end. Good night, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> and, then, and then I stretch his stupid head. <laughs> Dondi. Remember Dondi? <Dundee>? Of, <laughs> of course you do. Oh, that's I'm not even going to answer. That's it. PJ
0: wins.
1: <laughs> <laughs> PJ just won the fun load.
0: I won everything. <laughs> That's it.
1: PJ just won the fun load. Dondi. Did you do there anything else with
2: silly putty? Wait a minute.
1: Dondi. Donde? Wow, that is just a tremendous job by you.
2: <laughs> what else did you do with silly putty?
1: Super Bowl. Sure. Ball. That's a good one. Super Bowl on the stairs. Made a good Super Bowl on the stairs. Anybody do the stretching we... tongue? Stretching tongue through?
3: Of course. Yeah. You, <laughs> you stretch it over your lips and blow a bubble.
1: Yeah. Right. The stretching tongue <laughs> that was through. That a big one. <laughs> As it came to be known. I made that sound like it was like a like a maneuver that everybody knows. Like like oh yeah the stretching tongue through oh yeah no definitely sure. No, everybody knew it though. See. Yeah. No, no. Just really... like
3: everybody knows, P-Way gives a lot of leeway with the Peter Gabriel.
1: <laughs> That's right. That's right. That's exactly.
0: right. Everybody knows that it.
3: people know.
1: Don. you ever
2: take two pieces of Silly Putty and pack them together and roll them into the super worm?
1: Whoa, yes. Absolutely. have worm on the, too, the
2: table, Ma. Ma, look at this worm on the table. It's three feet long. Okay. <laughs> 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 this worm
1: is awesome. Mom, this worm, now. You got to, seriously. I know you're on the phone. Listen. Just don't give me the hand wave. Look at the worm. That's right. Look at the ridiculous three-foot silly putty worm, Mom. With, <laughs> you're with, in the kitchen. Don- she's
2: cooking. You're at the table. What are you doing? You're making a worm.
1: With Dondi's head at the top.
3: Look at, <laughs> it's a Dondi worm.
1: It's a Dondi worm, Mom. Look, if Dondi was a worm, this is what he would look like.
3: What? Why have you become Norm MacDonald all of a sudden?
1: <laughs> he's a, a dandy worm. Is what it is over there? He got. It's got a dandy head. It's a long uh, worm. No, uh, funny. Good That's good. As a dandy worm. Is <laughs> a wiener dog. That's what he is. He's a, <laughs> Get out of here! You're a wiener dog. Norm Nor Nor McDonalds. Underrated, overrated, or solid.
3: So underrated.
1: Under, yeah. Underrated. I think colossally underrated.
3: Like, like historically underrated. Yeah,
1: almost, almost crim, criminally criminally <laughs> underrated. <laughs>
3: Embarrassingly underrated.
1: <laughs> All right, we're about to lose the live feed, so if you have been listening live, thank you so much for it. Go to Blog Talk Radio to get the feed, or go to iTunes and subscribe. Thank you. Now, back to Dondi.
0: Dondi where. <laughs>
1: I still, I, my answer, even though true, pales in comparison. Um, (laughs) I'm just gonna leave it there. Uh, Come on. (laughs) What
3: was it, Ziggy? It was Ziggy, wasn't it?
1: No, it was Kathy. Kathy. (laughs) Yes. Yes. I would often do Kathy because you could do. They were big characters. Maybe just... if
2: someone silly-putties me, then I'll finally lose some weight.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you,
3: you're you not a middle-aged secretary, though. Why would you appreciate Kathy?
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> I was going to start that diet till I saw my face on the silly-putty.
0: <laughs>
1: uh, <laughs> <laughs> the original Debbie Downer. Because Kathy—that's such an odd choice for you. Because the characters were, especially since I hate female actresses. The characters were. (laughs) (laughs) Who's playing Kathy in a live-action movie? By the way, who we got? And and how is how? Thanks. Okay, I was going to say Rachel Dratch, but she's obviously not a big enough star. Shelley Duvall. (laughs) Okay, (laughs) (laughs) who's playing (laughs) Kathy? Who's playing Kathy in a live-action movie today? Not in
0: 1983.
1: 1983? Oh. 1983, <laughs> Shelley Duvall. Actually, Shelley Duvall can't play. She's too thin. You need somebody a little stocky.
3: Jenna Fisher.
1: Perfect. Cal, perfect. I want to be right? in the Kathy business with you. Let's make this movie. Jenna Fisher, that. perfect. The reason I used the silly putty on Kathy... <laughs> Wait. That didn't come out what? right. <laughs> <laughs> was because... Next on
0: Intervention. <laughs>
1: <laughs> the way that Kathy was drawn they were big characters and so if you got a full Kathy on there you could really like stretch it out and it would look funky right so it was so I would do funky Kathy Winkerbean. it would funky what? Winkerbean? Funky
2: Winkerbean.
1: is that a comic? that's
2: a comic of course it
1: was are you, are you sure it was funky?
2: that, does, funky
1: that doesn't sound familiar to me <laughs> a, I think that's completely made up
2: Go to your
0: Google.
1: Go to your... Oh, go to your Google. Funky? Wink-a-beam? <clears throat> there has to be an old man in that cartoon, right, who says that all the time? <laughs> Not to <laughs> my
0: knowledge.
1: What is your favorite comic strip of all time?
3: Garfield.
0: Cow! Yeah. Slow down!
3: Sorry. Coming right out with
1: it. I mean, coming in fast.
3: I have that what queued you... up in case you asked.
1: <laughs> for five and a half years. I was waiting. You, you've been waiting for Please that ask.
2: question. Please ask.
1: 231 shows.
2: Dear Diary, <laughs> they
1: didn't ask me tonight <laughs> again. <laughs> it is RTU Diary. He keeps a. You do a diary after every show? Tonight's show is great. No Garfield question again, though. <laughs> That's really Garfield. No, seriously.
3: Love, yeah. Oh, I love Garfield. I
1: loved it too. I'm not. I'm not uh, casting aspersions at all. I love. No, I no the Garfield
3: books. or Peanuts. Peanuts would be a close second. Can we just
1: all say we love Peanuts, though? Like, what, like, let's do this as what's your favorite comic besides Peanuts?
3: Right. Peanuts is the R S T L N and E of the comics.
1: Wait, what now? The... He's going Wheel of fortune.
3: Right. P J understood me.
1: Wow. I get it now. You
2: get he it? doesn't watch Wheel of Fortune, cow, because there's a woman on it. That's correct. Right.
1: Vanna. Turn the great. letters. Now, if they had a good-looking man doing that, that'd be a show I'd get <laughs> You loved.
3: still would watch.
1: You've, You've always really had a problem
3: with watch. C-Jack, though.
1: I did.
2: He insists upon jacks a punk.
1: He does. He insists upon himself. Um... That's it. But say that again. Say what again? Peanuts is the.
3: Peanuts is the R S T L N and E of comics.
1: And that's what you're supposed to give at the end of Wheel of Fortune, right?
3: It's the given. You get it's it no given. matter what. That's the whole point.
1: Now. It always do now. it that.
3: Way. No, it wasn't always like that. No.
1: When I watched the wheel back, when I was a wheel watcher back in the right. day. Um, like when it was on like Saturday mornings with like Deal of the Century and Card Back in the card ceramic Dalmatian
0: days. Sure. Right,
1: yeah. <laughs> that sets the time frame absolutely perfectly. The ceramic Dalmatian days. That's um, <laughs> the reason why people hire me. There's uh, There was no, like you didn't get letters that way. At the end, you just had to—you had to wing it. Yeah. You had to go and do it.
3: Yeah. So now, like, if the word is ever Nestler, it's like a piece of cake. <laughs> Nestler does <laughs> that
1: happen
3: a lot. That if that turns out to be the word, and they give you the RSTLN and E, <laughs> right? <laughs> what's the clue
1: for Nestler? You're going
3: to Tahiti. <laughs> Pack your
1: bags. Yes, yeah, it. You're going on a kind of all-expense-paid trip, but you're paying the taxes. Trip to Tahiti. And you're paying the airfare, but trip to Tahiti. And you're paying all the gratuities, but trip to Tahiti. I always um, went to Tahiti, huh? I always went so to Tahiti. So then what's
2: your favorite comic strip? Or top three? Or top seven?
1: got to do top three, besides Peanuts. So Garfield is... Cow's clear number one, very clear. Yeah, top of the polls, no doubt about it, wire to wire. I, lo- I, you remember the little books like the the collections? Oh yeah, and they were the rectangle. They were like that cool like rectangle book. Right had had all and they were different colors. Mm-hmm. Like each each volume, like the first one was red, second one I think was blue, third one was yellow. There was like a green. Um, there were like seven or eight volumes.
2: Garfield sits around
1: the house. Garfield laments his fatness. Um, and I had all of them. Scott and uh, my brother and I had all of them. Big fans.
2: Yeah, well, they made fun of it in Bloom County, remember? Yep. He's holding up a copy of Garfield, and the name of the Garfield book is called Garfield Gets
0: Fat.
1: Garfield Gets Fat. (laughs) Every Sunday, so Sunday you get the, for us, page it was Newsday for you. What was the local for you in Staten Island?
2: On Sundays we got the Daily News and the Staten Island Advance.
1: There you go. So we would get, on Sundays we would get Newsday and, and the Daily News. That was the only day we got the Daily News, though. We only got the Sunday it, Daily News.
2: I think Cal just dropped.
1: He did. He dropped the mic. Said Garfield and left, and left the room.
2: Wow, Garfield must have been deeply meaningful.
1: I think his actually phone his, died. Uh, his phone. <laughs> I think the cordless phone died.
2: <laughs> his football phone died. Oh, Sports Illustrated, curse you! <laughs> so wait, your top three or are what? Are you
1: gonna Hold wait? on, Maybe I think we're I think we're calling him on uh on his cell. My top three. Uh, oh, I can't call him on a cell. <laughs> we can't. We can't call out right now because we're not live.
2: Oh, I didn't know that. Right. So he's got to call back.
1: Um. From some sort of location. No, he has a cell. Um, I'm trying to think of. You know, you get that Sunday, the Sunday funnies, and you you through. I, I uh, I loved Bloom County. That's obvious. Um, I read Bloom County. I read uh, The Far Side, and Calvin and Hobbes. Loved Calvin and Hobbes. Yeah. You know, I was a I was a daily reader of Calvin and Hobbes. I think as a little guy, I really liked. Um, you know what I liked? I liked Blondie. <laughs> Blondie was fun. I did. I liked Blondie.
2: There, there were quite a few that i that I did read every single day, like my my everyday comics were um not not just those not just peanuts and and uh Calvin Hobbes and farside and bloom county but i also loved um herman
1: herman, herman. wow yes.
2: Right, the big, fat, squishy people.
1: Yep, I uh, totally do.
2: Ma- Motley's Crew. Do you remember Motley's Crew?
1: Yep, I do. I read collar. Motley's Crew as well, Yeah,
2: Two guys, work. two working guys who are buddies. How
1: about Hagar? I didn't love Hagar. Didn't love it, but it got a read. I loved B.C. Loved? Oh, man. Wow. Totally forgot. Wow. So did I. Totally love BC. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Wow. Hold on. I'm giving Cal the pin so he can call in.
2: Okay. (laughs) I'll name a few more. Hold on.
1: BC. Wow. What about Broomhilda?
2: Read it, but didn't love it.
1: All right, sir. It's fair. I mean,
2: I read everything. I read. I mean, I even read Prince Valiant and Dandy. And and even though I didn't understand it, I read Doonesbury every day.
1: Read Doonesbury as well. Never got it. Still don't get it.
2: <laughs> it's sometimes right. Sometimes it's like, wait, who are they referencing and why? Yeah. Still don't. Why get is it. that guy invisible? I still don't understand.
1: Right. Why <laughs> is that guy invisible? <laughs> um. Oh boy, what about the so the one I read the Lockhorns? I would read um. Andy Cap.
2: No, I loved Andy Cap.
1: Yes, I, I could that see was that.
2: Terrifically fun. Yeah,
1: I could see you. I could see you digging that.
2: <laughs> I was the guy.
1: Far Side. What's another one-off that I'm missing? A single paddle yeah single panel that I'm missing
2: Dennis the menace
1: no, I read it, but stupid oh, wow <laughs> I just, just dismissed it. <laughs> just completely dismissed it.
2: we know how you feel about that damned family circus
1: oh boy well well, that's a great line do you remember um the movie go with uh I I do. it's it's doug lyman's follow up to um Swingers after he did swingers
0: mm-hmm.
1: and uh what's his name has this great he's the drug dealer and, and molly uh oh, I can't think of her name, but anyway she's she's hanging out with him and he goes off on family circus like I just and and there it is every Sunday, just waiting to suck, <laughs> <laughs> oh man, we can't get cow back in here. this is brutal.
2: Block from Block Talk Radio. He's out
1: because it's not a live show. We can't get Cal back. Might just have to. Might just have to end it, man. Who might knew to, that you had to, to be in it. on the call when it when it stops the break. being live? Yeah, that's right.
2: Oh my God! Well, that's yeah. all right. We could end it here and we we'll, and we'll, we 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 could we could pick it up uh, the the rest of our topics at another time.
1: Yeah, I mean, and we we did just talk for two hours and fifteen minutes.
2: I still feel fresh. I don't know about you.
1: <laughs> I feel fresh as a daisy. Um, Dilbert. 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 Not didn't Dilbert. love. Love Dilbert. I, I don't. I don't love workplace humor. Like that. I don't know. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so okay. Well so then, how about Beetle Bailey?
1: Read it. Didn't love it. Mm. You know, I read, I read, I liked you.
0: <laughs> I These are all great.
1: BC BC was really good.
2: Yeah, BC was great.
1: Very clever. Bloom County, obviously, the Calvin and Hobbes was the big page on Sundays. Because it was, I mean, it was like a, it was like a four panel, but it was big or.
0: Right, Calvin
2: and Hobbes became a juggernaut. It was a draw. It yeah. actually made people buy the paper.
1: Yeah, yeah. Ah, oh, those were the days, man. I loved, loved, the Sunday comics. I love the Sunday paper. I miss it.
0: Hey, my okay. son, my
2: son sits down every Sunday morning and reads the funnies. Sits at the counter, he's hilarious awesome. looking.
1: It was such a Sunday Wish ritual it. for me.
2: If I could get him to drink coffee, I would, you know, take a picture, <laughs> but.
1: Well, we'll just have to keep working on that. <laughs> Won't we? Yes. All right, let's do it. Let's end it. Hold on. I'll, well, I'll play well, the we're act. we going to end it
2: with, uh, since we got we got no cow, we'll just end it with my Paula Cole, okay?
1: Yeah, let's have a little Paula Cole to end it.
2: So open up your morning light and say a little prayer for I know if you want to
0: stay alive
2: and then peace in envy
0: I don't want to
2: wait Oh, okay Oh, they're playing me out I
0: don't want to wait over All right, I'll
1: stop <laughs> DJ, final unload
2: Final unload, let's see Other comics of note Kudzu Oh, Mother Goose and Grimm.
1: Mother Goose and Grimm. Deep cuts. Nancy. So much <laughs> the poor man's Kathy. <laughs> poor,
2: it was the stupid man's Kathy.
0: Yeah. Uh,
2: and I like comics so much. Uh, I would I would go back in time and I I would buy old comics, uh, you know, collections from the bookstore. Popeye books. Yeah. Um. And so on. Of course, old peanuts. You know, reading all the peanuts from the 50s and 60s.
1: So subversive.
2: Comics, man.
1: Love it. And my final unload is... Speaking of comics, a couple of years ago I got a an amazing gift for my birthday. From a, a man we know as the Bishop. A Boone huh. County collection... You'll be happy to know, Cal, that it or uh, Paige, that it sits next to my bed, and yeah, maybe once or twice a week I pick it up, read about fifteen panels before bed. <laughs> Love it. It was a fantastic gift. So thank you. Good stuff. All right, we will see you all next week for Brian Calvi, whose phone died. <laughs> At least he got the Sports Illustrated swimsuit issue before the phone died. At least you got to see Kathy Ireland. That's right. Paulina Porskova in her glory. Uh, I'm Steve San Pedro for Peach. I'll see you next week. Good night, Steve Dallas. Take it where? (laughs) Good
0: night.